Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Moranzi, so alongside a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Got a busy show yep. uh, today. A little bit of something for everybody. Hijinks and information. The hijinks will be uh, provided by me and Cam. <laughs> yeah. Big man on campus will step up and in and join us. Yeah, he was surly last night on Twitter. I know you know me. I actually took a dance down Twitter Boulevard yesterday. Not happy with the NBA product, big man. Very disappointing. Uh, big man's a pretty surly dude. He is. <laughs> but he likes us. He's surly. <laughs> He's from Philadelphia, you know. He's actually a pretty happy. He's a very happy-go-lucky he guy. He is a happy-go-lucky guy, but at the same point he in time. He gets pissed off easily. He, yeah, he's also, uh, he's like that volcano in Hawaii. There's always, like, lava. Yeah, hot lava. Some crazy-ass stuff going on there. I, seriously, man. You don't want to be, like, that's the thing about these volcanoes and the lava, and it just goes and goes and goes. And people look, when you look on TV, lava looks very slow-moving, and it's not, it, that's the thing. It's totally opposite. Like, it can, Absolutely crush, devastate, man. It's one of the scariest things going. I feel so bad for the people there. Well, that's what happens. You live in paradise. You yeah, have, you got to deal with that. Uh, you live in, that's a great point, actually. You live in paradise. Sometimes you need to pay the price. Yep, it's true. A lot of places that are beautiful have uh, deadly things uh, associated with it. It's the yin, yin and the yang, right? To live in such a beautiful, beautiful place, there's got to be danger. It's like I saw a couple in Florida after that uh, hurricane. And... Um, they had um, they had a house right on the beach. Yep. And uh, their house was wiped out. They're like, oh, we just got married, and we just built this dream house right on the beach. It's like their bedroom was basically like in the water, water. type of deal. And, you know, yeah, it sucked for them that they lost their house. But I had to, you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, there was a reason why nobody else built a house there before, baby. You bring up good points. <laughs> because. Not a good if, place to build. If the tide ever comes in a little too high and violently, it's going to wipe our house out. So it's sort of like living in Hawaii. I feel bad for them, but, you know, you live at the bottom of a damn volcano. Yeah. You know, When it erupts. I mean, are they feeling bad for us when we're freezing our asses off? Probably not. In Arctic-like conditions? <laughs> I'll no, I know, I know, Cam. Right now, yeah, uh, we're we're in the same uh, boat right now. We're hearing like sort of, yeah, like what? what, what? Well, I thought you were just staring at my sweat stains. It's yeah, not even twenty degrees here, and I'm already dying. Holy jeez, you really are sweating. What am I gonna? What, what's gonna happen when it gets to like? It's not even hot. That's what I'm saying. It's actually moderately cool. It's that stupid windbreaker. It doesn't breathe. I don't. I don't know what it is, man. But it's 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 really hot. 
It's sort of like an old school like yeah. phone thing. Yeah, going, it's kind of like we're seeing. It's not dis- somebody's line, but it's not distracting me. Where it's like, yeah. yeah, it's bothersome, but it's just a low conversation. What is it? No, hold on. Okay, second. hold on. Right, no, sorry, I got sorry, my windows. Well, no, no. It's Nando. No. Interesting. MLR. MLR Pro 14. MLR Pro 14. What the hell is going on? MLR Pro, for, pro, pro 14. I don't, I'm looking right now. I don't have any videos. No, nor running. do I. My, I just have a DraftKings lineup up, and I got uh, the betting lines. No videos. Hey, Florio, are you on top of this? On top of it. On top of it. You're obviously on top of this. You know. I was uh, I was cutting up the last show. Yeah, I don't know if that, that's that's what we're hearing, hearing. in yeah. the background, but uh, we've got some sort of. Uh... It's a gentleman talking at a low on, at a low on. volume. Semi pro level, level. He's talking semi semi pro level. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> All right, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm, I gotta close. I don't like doing yeah. this, man. I've got one, two, three, three four, four, five, six, seven, eight, Ooh. nine. I got ten pages open. Uh, that's, here. A lo- that's a lot of windows. Yeah, Kate. there's no video though. <laughs> I have no idea. No clue. I've just closed all mine, and it's still there. So It's still there. Yeah. I, I, they're all closed. It's like the smell in Seinfeld from the valet. It's still there. <laughs> it's bizarro world. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, so you're telling me what, uh, Floor, you don't hear this? Matt McCarthy. Yeah, Matt McCarthy, Studio 34. 34. Florio. Okay, I'm working on it. Holy crap, dude. I'll tell you one thing, Maranzi. It's like, dude, you want me to come to the studio and turn it off? I'll tell you one thing. When I watched that game, hey, there. No, no, it's no, still no. there. See that hockey game last night? That was uh, yeah. Good thing I had the under. Great call. No, I'll, I'll tell you one thing though. Serenity like, now and Sandy later. No, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, no, the, no, these voices yeah, starting. Serenity now. Serenity now. Serenity now. I'm just gonna say, I've never seen, and I watched every single playoff game this year, Morenci, and almost everything. A team that came out and pummeled. Like I'm talking, like Washington yesterday yeah, they was played the, great. No, I mean, like I haven't seen a team play like a per- perfect game like that. No, they hit everything that moved. Like guys are going through the glass. I, I, like I'm, I'm barely on Twitter. I'm like, I can't believe what's happened. Guys are getting murdered out so here. So that means they're going to lose the next game. I probably. hope not. I, I, I really want them to go through. I know Tampa Bay's the, the trendy pick. I prefer. I, I'm with Washington. I prefer I Washington to get through too, just because Washington versus Vegas, you'd actually have a first time Cup winner no matter what. Great call. Yes, exactly. Like Tampa Bay, they've already won two cups. They, they won two. I think they won they one. Won, no, I think no. one. They beat Calgary, right? They got one. I'm not sure if they got two. I think they got one. Did they lose in the finals? They got, I think they got one. Off the top of my head, I'm trying to think uh, if they got they, two cups. Two cup? No, one uh, cup. One cup. One huh? cup. 
Two girls, one cup. <laughs> I don't want to. I, I'm going to tell you. And I, people I, tell me, hey, Marenzi, you could beat this stuff to Schwab. I'm like, yeah. I don't even know how many yeah, cups yeah. these guys want. Well, I'll tell you, you got a lot of stuff. Nah, in, information I don't know. I'm, in thinking, your I don't I'm know. going I'm think, one. I'm thinking two. I'm going one. I don't know why. I'm going like, one. How many cups? I don't know why I think two. I don't know. How many? Uh, Stanley Cup 2004. Yeah, they beat Calgary. That's it. All right. You know what it is? Yeah, like I said, they made it to the Stanley Cup in 2014-15. Yeah. Losers. Who'd they lose to? <laughs> in 2015. Chicago Blackhawks. Black Great There call. we go. Yep. There we Jonathan go. Jonathan Taves on All the right. ice, baby. So I was close. They've made yeah. it to two cups. You were. Hey, hey nothing. <laughs> one cup and two. Yeah. <laughs> so my point two is. one cup. My point is they've made it to two cups. Yeah. Very good. And I'll tell you something, though, man. Uh, I'm taking uh, the next game, game seven on Wednesday. I'm getting Washington at plus 135. I'm all in. I, I, I know things can change game to game, and they usually do, but just the way they played that game, the way they hit, just the confidence level. That Vasilevsky, man, you said it. I can't believe this guy. He is so good. He's still, like, he, he was an acrobat last night. They could have won that game by seven or eight goals, but fantastic. And then we look at the NBA game, man. I'm just... You called it, Marenzi. It was one of those things. I thought Boston, they're kind of lingering and lingering like a bad odor. They couldn't get over that hump. They got it down to like eight. I'm like, ooh, you know, it's getting interesting. But nope. They just, their, their road game stinks. They can't, they can't take their show on the road. Hold on. Did it stop? Hello? Oh, there it is. Yeah, there. Gone? Yeah. There he it gone. 5-2 bad guys. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's good. It only took. You, you were going nuts. It only took twelve minutes. Took twelve. You were going crazy, and I saw you just. Bill O'Reilly would have had a heart attack. What's that voice? Stop it! What's that voice? But uh, we're we're consummate professionals. We just uh, roll with the punches, baby. Roll we, with the punches. Yeah, yeah. We just uh, we we uh, all you could do. It's like uh, playing a punk rock bar. What yeah, are you gonna do? Yeah, nah. The mic sucks. Yeah. The mic sucks. Kid wants to lean into a rope. That's uh, nothing you can do about it. You know. No. Good night though. Last night uh, we crushed it. And one thing that's interesting, we were we were painfully honest yesterday with DFS players. Drew Dinkmeyer shared a lot of great knowledge. Sure, sure and, did. Uh, there's a podcast up of it, and a lot of people are really enjoying it and asking, "Hey, where can I listen to this? I heard it was a great interview, and uh, and and the information that he shared. Not oh, what players does he like? It was more so how to approach." Uh, playing uh, DFS, uh, but we were talking about how terrible we are uh, compared um, to to Drew Dinkmeyer, and we still are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we went out and uh, pretty much had our best baseball night like ever almost. Uh, the Matt Reynolds pick was just off the hook. Mark. Uh, Mark, yeah, I called Matt. I <laughs> you, called him Matt yesterday. I you call him, you lo- it's Matt Adams, Mark Reynolds. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they're both like, they're, they're both white guys yeah, that look the same. Yeah, they're big, kind of like big, big yeah. white guys yeah, that, got, that are, got, yeah. got that scruffy beard. And they're on, the same, they're on the same team. Inconspicuous. Matt Reynolds, Matt Adams. Adam I've, I've, confused, I've confused I the always, two of them quite often. I always think of Matt Adams with the Cardinals and uh, Reynolds with the Rockies. Now they're both next. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But anyway. All right, listen, I don't give a crap what his name yeah. is. He had 33 DK yeah, points. Yeah, MR? What a, what a night. I know. Right? And the best is that's we all, That's all that freaking matters, man. I know. All right, yeah, yeah, but he, yeah, he had two home runs. And what did I say? I said, man, maybe one of these nights we'll get lightning in a bottle and everyone in the lineup will hit two home runs. 
halfway through the night cam, I'm like, oh my god, I got like four players with multiple home runs and well, a couple of home runs. That Washington, I'm like, is this the night? Unbelievable! Yeah, we said that Washington pick. national stack was huge. Erlin's a gas can. He is though. He's certifiably like yeah, he's flammable. Guy, he's very flammable. Very flammable. He's more flammable than a Krusty the Clown doll. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they were pretty flammable. <laughs> No, it's so true, though, man. Like, all our guys, like, you had... Eric Lauer tonight is another guy. that could. Yeah. There's a lot of gas cans on the hill, no, actually. I was going to say, I was gonna say just when we do that DFS segment, we're going to do, like, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I was thinking about, because it's good to give a little bit of a recap. And the pitching last night, like, I had Nick Pavetta, 30.8. We both had Berrios, 33 DK points with 9Ks. You had uh, Reynolds Rap was the best pick of the night. Two dingers. Harper, you were on fire with. My Gallo hit a home run for 18 fantasy points, and uh, Dexter Fowler at 14. It was a, it was a really good night. A lot of guys uh, delivered, so hopefully we can do the same thing tonight. Yeah, we'll try to. Drew uh, Dinkmeyer was good luck. Yeah, Ricky Sanders will join us uh, today at about Ricky. 620. A uh, big fan of Ricky Great Sanders. Name, Ricky Sanders. Yeah, great Sounds guy. like a football player. Yeah, Ricky Sanders uh, will join us. Uh, to 620, we'll talk some MLB uh, DFS with Ricky Sanders. Uh, we got big man on campus that'll be joining us. John Frankel uh, will join us. We're getting serious, and I scared Cam by showing uh, the video, showing uh, him the uh, the interview that John yeah. Frankel did. I don't want John Frankel interviewing me. I'll tell you that. I much. could tell you one thing. <laughs> Dude, dude, it's like hard, guy, more hardcore than 60 minutes. That like, guy was awesome. Like, he was just ding, ding. Yeah. Like, no expression. PTSD. Yeah. Then, like, so, bam. He just went like, bam. It was like body blows. The guy's like, yeah. I'm going to ask him, mm-hmm. were you a prosecutor before? If you were. were yeah, what, <laughs> we can't afford him if we're ever in trouble. That's the problem. Well, I told you about my lawyer. Well, when I got pro- in trouble. Pro- prosecutor means uh, he's on the other side, Ken. Uh, yes, that's we, true. We yeah. Sorry, prosecuting. Yeah, I was talking, thinking more about a defense attorney. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, pro- prosecutor. <laughs> I just think about better the let, better <laughs> let me handle the interview. I was always thinking about better, the, better let me handle the HBO guy. I'll just never forget the one time I you know I needed a lawyer and like the guy walks in with like 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 a pinstripe blazer with pins. Like I love Fridays. I'm just like, wow, what a hot tip. And the guy meets me in the can, he's like, You got the money? I go, you haven't done anything. I told like, you. I, bet by, I, I told you. We could have done it ourselves. I met my lawyer in Buffalo. <clears throat> I didn't know what he looked like. Carl Miles. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what he looked like. And uh, he told me, uh, he joked on the phone because I said, well, he goes, I'll meet you in the lobby of the courthouse. Yeah. He said, yeah, but how do I know what you look like? He goes, trust me, you'll know who I am. He goes, uh, I'm a big fat guy with a cheap suit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I like it. And then Cam, so I'm sitting there, and I keep looking for, like, a big fat guy in a cheap suit to walk in. Every guy that walked in was a big fat guy with a cheap suit. Every lawyer in Buffalo, besides Salino and Barnes. Well, those guys got real suits. And, and Batar, yeah, they can afford the real suits. In the car. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, they got, they got silk. And you're right. You're right. Like, when he showed up, uh, too, I was like, man, he ain't kidding about his suit. Like, it was all too tight on yeah. him and stuff. and. Yeah, the Buffalo Courthouse is uh, quite the scene. It's, <laughs> like, it's quite it's quite the scene. Like you can't really differentiate between who the lawyers are and the people that are going to court. And it's so it's just so like Buffalo-ish that I went all the way there to go to court once, and uh, there was a fire in Tonawanda. Chitawaga, Tonawanda fire. Yeah, there was a fire, and uh, basically, a lot of guys like to nuke the their judge, restaurants. The judge came on the mic and basically stated, um, 
this is none of your faults, and we're not going to hold it against anybody. Like, we're not going to uh, issue a warrant for anyone who didn't show yeah. up. And basically, like, the lawyers and half the people that had to appear in court got stuck on the road no, because of the fire. <laughs> I was like, that's just great. I got to come back again. That's another 250 bucks. Yeah, every time. Carl Miles. Michigan State grads don't come cheap. No, they don't. Sparty. Well, actually, they kind of do. Sparty was cheap. You're not getting a lot of lawyers <laughs> for 250 bucks. Buddy, my, my, my guy had jerry curls and pins, he, and he cost 1000 Kenny, He's a Canisius and Michigan State grad. I yeah. told him if I would have known. If I, if I would have known you were a Spartan, I never would have hired you as my attorney. He said he was a nice guy, though. He, he, got, he, he did the job for you. Great guy. Come on, right? That was, come on. Yeah, great guy. He became a fan of the TV show after. And uh, it was funny, man. Once I got a call from, uh, from him. It's, it's rare that your lawyer will call you. Yeah. Just to say hi? No, he called me at like 4 in the morning. And uh, he said, hey, man, I'm in Toronto. Why don't we- <laughs> You want a party? And, and uh, I said, I said, Carl. I was kind of, I was, I was like, Carl, it's four in the morning here. Like, you kind of caught me off guard. He's like, uh, he goes, I know. Come on. He goes, I met you. He goes, I know what you're about. He goes, come on. He goes, I represented you for pissing in a parking lot of a football game. What do you? He's like, you, you gone soft on me. I'm getting chewed out by my lawyer for being responsible. That's a, it's like I got better call Saul as my lawyer. My lawyer, right today. Can you tell me about yourself? <laughs> that was supposed to be at the first consultation, you brick. I've got an interesting, um, got an interesting NBA trend to share with you nice. people. Just one interesting trend in three hours. That's it. Everything else will suck. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Big man on campus stepping up and in, so uh, Florio bust out some rap. Yep. Big man's a big hip-hop guy. Our man Jesse checks in on Twitter, says yeah. uh, Florio's probably on it. Probably. <laughs> Florio's probably on it, but we couldn't hear the voices that you could hear. Oh, okay. That happens sometimes because that's a good point. Sometimes we hear the things in the in the cans, but the people can't hear it. It was one of those deals where I could have... It wasn't like overbearing. It was low. Yeah, but it was annoying. But it was enough to hear. It was just, annoying. Yeah, 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 it okay. was annoying. Yeah. Like, let's be real. <laughs> At first, I didn't know who's the. If you're a talk show host, you don't want no, another no. show. No, in your in ear. Your ears oh, talking. That's what the one thing is. Like, that's I'm, the, you know what remember I mean? once we were working at the same place, and I remember I was doing a hit, 
and they kept on. I remember the one guy, he just kept on talking my ear. I grabbed the earpiece and I, you know me, I never freak out. I go, I'd answer the damn question if you keep, if you stop talking in my ear. Like I just went wild because the thing was, you're, ta- you're talking and you don't hear what you're saying because the guy's in your ear. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, it's, a, it's big, very annoying. I'm not a big fan of the talking in the ear. Yeah, I don't part. like ears. I'm not, I big, know. I'm not a big fan of that. No, it's not cool. Although, you know what, Florio, I don't mind the, uh, the countdown at five. The countdown? Yeah, if, when he goes five before the music. Oh, five seconds. Hit, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's that, all right. Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dude, dude, when I was on TV, there were some dudes, man. Oh, yeah. They were like 10, 9, nine eight, seven, seven, six. I'm trying to talk, <laughs> and I got some dude talking. It's like, it's like bro, you just told me 10. I can count, all right? <laughs> you know, you're 19 years old. I've been on TV for 16 years old, so I think I can count 10 seconds, all right? Damn kids. <laughs> All right, anyways, spring in big man on campus right now. Jeff Nadu joins us. What's up, big man? Hey, guys, how are you? Pretty good. Having a meltdown. <laughs> meltdown. A little bit of a meltdown. You're Mr. Mr. Meltdown, Gabe. You're always melting down. I love it. Not like me. I melt down a lot, too. Nothing wrong I, with that. I, I said you melted down yeah, earlier. Yeah, he said you're going to melt down. But I've, I've known Gabe for a long time. Things that he used to like would have like thrown things through walls, he's actually taking a deep breath. Like He's got meltdowns, but your meltdown quotient has gone down. I, I try to pick my spots. 50, yeah, 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 yeah. I try yeah, to pick yeah. my spots. You're, you're, you pick your spots for melting down. That's true. So, uh, well, that's good. Yeah, so I was telling Cam earlier, uh, we were talking about uh, the banks. So we're dealing with the uh, banks uh, recently. Uh-oh. Uh, and um, there's a hot chick at my bank. And the uh-huh. thing is, you can't tell if it's hard to tell if she's just being nice to me because she's one of the managers at a bank. Sure. Or, or if, you know, but. Or if you're that special customer. Yeah, but. Um, well, I her family, her family's from my hometown. Ooh. And uh, she always remembers stuff. And. Walked in the other day. She's like, how's the radio show going? Oh, nice. caught me off guard. That's nice. They're not remembering things is a yeah, good no, start. No, no. Like, she's That's very, in the pros very flirty and remembering things. Mm. And my issue is I've come very close. I was thinking, you know what? You know, I've always had a thing for bank tellers, too. I've got to ask this <laughs> chick out. <laughs> I've got to ask this chick out. But... This is the problem, guys. I've always had a thing for bank tellers. This is the problem, guys. Yeah. Is she can see your bank statements. Yes. Oh no. Yes. She's looking. She's looking for a mortgage. Yeah. She doesn't see She's one. She's looking at my bad credit. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, looking at my pathetically small bank account. It's Dave, a I problem. A it's hard I, to ask a chick out when she's looking at your damn bank account statements. Listen, there's some advice, Gabe, okay? Because I, I worked at two different banks, and I was there for a while, and I, oh. I've been a, been around this. So, first of all, you got to see, uh, how old is this broad? Is she younger, older? <laughs> broad. <laughs> how old is this broad? <laughs> she's, uh, she's probably. I say 30. What did you say? Yeah. I, I think I know the way. About 30? Yeah, about 28. 30? 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 28 to 32. Little, yeah. I would first do a little inspecting, see what her marital status is. Is she single? Um, listen. This oh, oh, bank. oh, I mean, oh, and no rock. She's got tattoos. Oh, yeah, you like that. Oh, yeah. She yeah, sounds a perfect feel. Here's what I would tell her. Here's what I would say. Listen, you know I do a radio show. This isn't my only bank. I, I deal a lot in cash. Uh, that, that's what I tell. Women. That's exactly I it. Cash man. Yeah. Cash. I do a lot report, cash. She's going to report me to the feds. Not going to say, you know, a lot, you know. <laughs> listen, you got to go for it, Gabe. Shoot or shoot. Shoot or shoot, so take your shot. I, I'm with big man on this one. You know what it is, Marancy? Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? 
Yeah, no, and she's still your teller. Like, you know, you, you swing for the fences, and she'll go, this guy's got guts. Like, so he went you up to be an ass. She said that to you out of nowhere? I know. I just said I don't think she's got a rock. No, uh, she well, said. No, I'm saying uh, with the radio that, that's She actually looked you up then. If she, yeah. if she said to you, or did you tell her that? That's pretty no. cool. She, she said that uh, I have the voice of a radio host Ooh. or a singer, and I told her I actually. Dude, you're yeah. in, man. You're Are your messes? Both. Yeah. <laughs> call him me, call him check, B. Check, yeah. check, microphone check. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take we'll take a shot. I got nothing to lose. That's what I say. Got it. I don't I don't mind the rejection part. I just don't like the uh, the bank part. I'm get, I got to do it when she's not looking at my statement. But you know, if I do, there's no way that she doesn't after go into my file and look. If you were a chick that worked at a bank, how could you not do that? Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, I I, I know this from experience. I definitely did that. You know, when so I was see, kind of so you did. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely. Well, I, listen, I'll make this clear. I'm very much a a, a um, an investigator. I want to know everything. I look up your criminal records. I want to know a lot about you. Um, so yeah, I would definitely do that. And I would also, Gabe, scout out. Are there other branches near you that you can go to if this doesn't work? No, um, there no there's not. There's not. See, that's, that's the that's, problem. That, that it's kind of like an island at Morency Studios. Big man, it's landlocked. Like the next <laughs> yeah. one, you got to get. He's got to go for a little stroll on the old streetcar or subway. Well, that's, that's, that's not cool. Kind of, that's kind of tough because if if this is bad, it doesn't work out. <laughs> I will say though, bank tellers are generally meant to be friendly. That's why they're there. But yeah. if she if she like scouted you out and she says those things about you and. She's not married. I'd definitely take a shot, man. She seems she seems extra friendly. Yeah. yeah. That, that, you, you, they, listen, Gabe. You know when a girl's into you, you. Listen, you can you can know that. I would take a shot. Definitely. I think it's going to work out for you. I you told know you I, take a shot. A lot of different chicks. That cleaning lady you were talking about the one yeah. time, that one that tumbled into your apartment. You get to take a shot. With <laughs> hey, big man. You know what my girlfriend did for me when I knew it was like true love? When I was sleeping and passed out, she got me a big barrel of Kentucky Fried Chicken and put it under Ooh. my nose and just said, "Hey, bear, dinner's on." And I just went, "Oh, oh my man. god!" I, I go KFC in bed. Does she? What a beauty. Does she love you or is she trying to kill you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A mixture of both. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Have some more cholesterol, Cam. Cam thinks it's love, big man. She's really like this. I'm going to kill this son of a bitch. I got no life That's insurance great. policy. You know it was evil? You know it's evil? I saw a dude on, uh, he did this to his wife. She was allergic to peanut butter. Oh, no. Made her a sandwich? He wanted to whack her, so yeah, he yeah. he put like peanut oil on oh, the lips of glasses. Horrible. In the house. Horrible. Just say you. He thought they he'd get away with it. He, you know, he thought well, he'd get away with it. Forensics caught him for fun. Yeah, yeah, you're. They were on. like, dude, I watch murder it shows. Accidentally, man. they were like, dude, it's why is there? You put it on all your wine glasses. You Zach, got peanut oil on every chalice in the damn house. Yeah. <laughs> what a no. sick guy. Yeah, no, I watch a lot of those murder shows. People think they get away with stuff. Forensics uh, yeah, now, yeah, like, no, no, you no. gotta, like, you gotta be perfect. Unless like, you're Casey Anthony, and then you do. Well, that was different. I think some she she looked up chloroform. Oh, She's I like, know. how do you use chloroform? The kid dies from chloroform. Yeah, and, and, there's a big, and there's a big difference between a rotting corpse and a pizza in your trunk, too, in the sun. Like, it's just, come on, man. There were some real stooges in that uh, on that trial. Anyway, we'll move on. All right, Craig Martin says, don't worry, Moretzi. Bank tellers don't make that much uh, money. Yeah. They're below yeah, middle class. True. She'll yeah, think listen. you're a sugar daddy with your salary. Ooh, yeah. Hey, Wire transfer. Hey. 
All you got to say is listen, honey. I have other banks. I go down to H- <laughs> yeah. Denver, I have Wells Fargo. This is this is just my savings. No, I hear I you. I, I hear you. Yeah, I go down to Wells Fargo. I got a lot I'm of things you, going use on. The ca- use the cash thing. I'm telling you. Hey, I'm a, I, I, I deal in cash, you know? Girls like that. Cash is good, Gabe. I'll take her Real out to good. dinner and explain to her why I hate the New World Order and the banking system. That'll <laughs> <laughs> go over well. Just tell her, listen, the less you say, the better. Just tell your reconstruction. You have a nice wad of cash on you. Don't worry about anything. I got you covered. You're going to be good. No problem. Don't worry about it. Why construction, big man? Uh, she's not a runaway yeah. from, like, <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> like, don't worry. I got your back. Because remember in Goodfellas, that's her Henry Hill told Karen. She oh. said, what do you do? I mean, construction. Yeah. I don't have to explain too much. You know, it's simple. He yeah, builds and destroys things. All right, so listen, I told people earlier I have, a, I have an interesting uh, basketball trend Yes. Uh, for everybody. Last night was actually the closest game that we've had in the conference finals in the West or the East, but mm-hmm. last night's game really wasn't close. Oh, I enjoyed uh, Big Man's tweet. He was just uh, early in the game. He, Big Man, you were sour at that game, and I can't believe I'm watching this like, league. You were really, really Look, like, I love, you had enough. I love the NBA, it but it does it suck. It does suck. It's, it's got a it's problem. It's been hard to watch. I mean, awful. It's got to get better. It it has to get better. Like I'm watching. Like you might not even be a hockey fan. What did they win by? The difference. uh, They won by eleven. Was it uh, nine? Nine. Nine. You're right. You're right. Nine. 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 So that was the closest game. Look at the intensity. You might not be a hockey fan. Between Washington, Tampa Bay, Game Six, and the other game, it was like two different worlds, man. The the basketball game looked like it was a regular season game. It didn't look like a playoff. That's the problem. It's an intensity problem. The problem is there's four days off in between these games, big man. So you wait, you wait, and then the game starts, and you waited four days for a pile of crap. Okay. It's like going to it, going to see a, you, a movie premiere, and it sucks. How do you justify? And, and I I get like you know think, like Cam said in the regular season things happen. You you just don't care. You just give up, and it's whatever. I mean, it can get ugly. You will see team lose by thirty or forty. But how do you lose by forty one in the Western Conference Finals? How does that happen? I, you know, no, I, to I, your point, teams tap out earlier. Dude, I talked about it yesterday, big man, in that it's a problem in the NBA with the scheduling. And I used to bitch about it and call NBA players quitters, and head coach Sam Mitchell got pissed off at me once. And I finally got to admit that they do quit. And he goes, we're not quitters. He goes, we play four games in six days. And he goes, if you're a coach, you can't run the player into the ground when you're down. you got to admit you're not going to win a game. So it's sort of like they, they've got this culture where, well, we're not going to come back, so we'll tap out. But you're right. How the hell does that translate into the playoffs? And it does all the time. It's almost like t- watching tennis or something, guys, where a team, a team's like, well, we're not winning this game. Yep. We lost this. Well, we'll just get the pack next serve. Yep. Yeah, teams get down. They pack it up. They pack it in. And it's like packing a ball. Pack it up. Pack it in. Let me begin. I, I yeah, yeah. They, 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 they roll over. And they lose by 20. Even Golden State did it. You know what I mean? Golden State never... did it against the Pelicans even. Remember? It's, it's even the best team does it. Golden State's like, well, it's not our night, shrug, whatever. And then, you know, you're depriving the fans, man. It's just, you know, there's a lot of competitive issues that the league, the players, and the league need to sit down and be honest with each other and say, listen, how do we fix these things? Because it's a problem. Well, listen, I have an idea on how you can fix it. This will never happen, but this is one of the other great things about soccer that I love more than anything. Not only do they have relegation, which is great, but yep. they also in big tournaments have aggregate systems where if you – if you're up three nothing, you know, yep. going into the second leg, 
you can get that away goal and kind of have a reason. You know, you have a reason to to go hard at the end of games. You know, that was one of the ways Roma beat Barcelona. It was three yep, nothing. Great point. They great got, point. They count. They got count, laid away. They yeah, count they, point. They count yeah. point differential, big man, in the Australian yeah. basketball. That's league. a that's a great move. So it's like you want to get canceled by forty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Your yeah. point differential, it's going to great idea. It's a great idea. So it, it stops. You know, teams think twice. They're going to lose. Yeah, we're but not tanking. We better it's fight better back. Better lose by seven and lose by twenty-seven right. and just roll with, over. The problem with the leagues in our in our you know in the U.S. and in Canada, they're they almost reward mediocrity and poor play. I mean, they, they literally say, like, if you're bad in England or Germany, you're going to the next league down and no one's going to yep. care about you anymore. Yep. And then that will entice you as a unit, as yeah. an organization to say, you know what? We're going to get these people out of here that can't get the job done and we're going to bring well, people right. up that will. Tanking I mean, hell, is another problem. Hell, in the Scottish League, they got rid of Rangers, for God's sakes. Them and Celtic are the only two bad teams. Tanking, look at tanking. Tanking's a big problem. Down, yeah. Mark Cuban admitted it. I don't want to win. Let me ask you, Gabe. And then me Mem- you, Memphis me. doesn't want to win. I would do and it me... instead of giving the team the first pick yep. because you tanked. Yeah, I don't give a crap. None of this percentage crap. No, it's a real lottery. Every team that doesn't Every, make yep. the playoffs, you're in the ping pong ball balls. lottery. Yep. You might get the pick. You might not I, get yeah. the pick. Yep. And that's the thing. You look at the league and how it is formed now and what it, what's going on in the league. It's at the worst point it's been at because of tanking. Super team. I mean, it's impossible. This no, it's ever- always been like this. It's always been like this, big man. But every team was decent, though. At least there was players on teams they could compete. You know, back in the nineties, the people said that at the time people were like, "I'm so sick yeah. of Jordan and the." No, Bulls. but we but it's we talked but crap. we talked about the Nuggets and Sonics in those five game series. That was when good things were happening. Those are two playoff series in the last twenty eight years. <laughs> Great memories. <laughs> those were those were legendary. You know. This is kind of, this is extreme as well, but look, 10 teams have won in the last 37 years in the NBA. Yep. It's obviously a problem. It's a superstar-driven league, mm-hmm. and you get these super teams, and whoever that super team happens to be for yep. those couple of years, they're the team that wins. And I don't know, guys. I'm thinking you sort of restructure the contract. So you call it like contract A, contract B, contract C, or premium, gold, silver, whatever. Premium. So, because the problem is now, a guy like J.J. Reddick's making $24 million a yep. year, and DeRosa's making the same amount of money. They're not the same player right now. Yep. right? Everyone's making too much money. It should be spread out more. There should be like $5 million contracts, you know, $10 million, $15 million, $25 million, and your premium superstar. Where I'm going with this is sort of like, you know, you can't build like the Golden State Warriors. You can't have four superstars. premium yep. contracts yep. on your mm-hmm. team. You can only have two. You know, like sort of like in these in soccer leagues, you know, when they have the import limit, uh, big man, or in the basketball leagues, uh, you know, they have a, a certain amount of players or some leagues, some countries domestic have that. Canadian football league, certain amount of Americans and exactly. Canadians. They have ratios. Because otherwise, it'll turn into a freaking bidding war. Damn right. And what would happen is all these players would say, why the hell would I live in Winnipeg when I can live in Toronto and play for the Argonauts? And they're even going to play me and pay me more money. Yeah, you like how I use Winnipeg as an example. Uh, big yeah, that man. Winnipeg, that's a real <laughs> I'm not gonna. Well, never mind. I'm not gonna. Uh, <laughs> That's where my tenant's from. <laughs> did you see last night? I finally snapped. He's flying there. He's yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, you've had enough with Winnipeg, Gabe. You got a feud with Winnipeg going now. No, not a feud. Well, it is, well, it is got, the murder capital of Canada, and there's you know a lot of things about it that are just 
it's not good. No, you're you're actually big man. I'm so impressed by you. You're living in Philadelphia. It's true, man. A lot of those northern gangs are rough. Like they kill. Yeah, I went over. Hey, the, I, I, I went be up, very careful. I there. went over the harsh facts of Winnipeg last night to put Winnipeg oh, I, in their place. I could tell you, man. <laughs> I, I know what's going on. No, I like I like Winnipeg. The yeah, great no, people. That was the thing. That's how it all started. I got no problem with Winnipeg. <laughs> I have no problem with the Winnipeg Jets. But all the Jet fans are like, hey, after Toronto, after Leafs, yeah. after I'm glad your Raptors lost. Yeah, that's and not cool. He's like, God, uh, Winnipeg's far better than Toronto as a city. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Big man will join us on the other side. I'm going to share that uh, NBA trend. Friends. It's Kobe Bryant's trend. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Game time decisions. Ready to rage radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabe Abranci. John Frankel. Yep. HBO Sports will join us. It's uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumble returns uh, tonight to HBO. 10 o'clock Eastern. 9 o'clock uh, Central. One of the topics they'll be discussing is uh, the concussion okay. situation in the National Football League. But more from a legal uh, standpoint. And there's uh, some very interesting uh, stuff at Something I know a little bit uh, about. I've talked about it often. With, about, uh, with Turley? Uh, yeah, with Kyle Turley and uh, and many others. But about the, the NFL lawsuit, it was a rarity in which, you know, when the NFL players, the former players, filed that lawsuit, the NFL, like, really didn't argue it. It was really just what were they going to be liable for and how much would they pay? And I believe the number was about $750, $800 million or so. And the NFLPA accepted it. The NFLPA attorney basically said, sold, like Lionel Hutz. Yeah. <laughs> the judge, and you never see this, the judge actually stopped it and refused, like the... Like normally, it's like all right, the yeah. plaintiff settled. Yeah. No, they're not. We're the, not settling. The judge said, "Whoa, whoa, hold on a second. We just went through all of this, and you heard, that's your number." And the, she said, "The judge, she goes, you add all this up. She goes, that's not enough money for these people. She's like, you gotta, you know, come back with a better number. This is stupid. And I've never seen a powerful, like supposedly entity like the NFLPA. You, know, you wouldn't see an attorney willing to settle for less, Ken. Yeah. You think Stormy Daniels' attorney, big man on campus, that Avenatti guy?" Oh, he won't settle for anything he's but the best. for less. It's like, no, we want more. We don't exactly. want less. Exactly, more. You, you don't say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take less, but should be interesting to talk uh, to him about this. Hey, uh, Gabe. But, yep. I will say um, I actually watch that show quite frequently. They did a, uh, a tremendous piece, like, last year on um, guarantee games in college football and basketball and how HBCUs are generally vulnerable with that as far as basically at the end of the year they have to – adhere to certain academic, you know, progress and they can, I mean, they're basically slaves to the colleges to get them money for guarantee games and their, their, you know, their academic suffers. And then they don't get to play in bowl games because they're used by the schools to, 
you know, like Florida A&M and those kind of schools. And it's particularly dangerous how, just how dangerous it really is. These great schools against these little guys that some are getting injured and they, they do a great job. It's a great show. I watch it quite frequently. Yeah, it is. It is some serious, uh, it's real journalism. Yeah, serious sports uh, production. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to see, you know, in a day and age of Colin Cowherd yeah. videos and a bunch of crap, it's nice yeah. that there is still that's, some serious stuff that's out a, there. That's a great point you bring up, and you talk to a guy because we've done TV and whatever, and that's what they – I remember I was talking to some guy. They, we don't have the money to do it anymore. It's just one of those things. Like, if you want to do a hardcore documentary, send people there, producers, edit it right, man, these things cost someone. Now it's like, man, okay, we'll just do something stuff. quick. It's no surprise, though. HBO, everything they put out is absolutely perfect. Everything they do is is fantastic, from the shows yeah. to this kind of stuff. And, yeah, they do a well job. They're one of the good sports journalists that you have out there. Yeah. All right. So here's uh, here's the Kobe, uh, Kobe, Kobe curse. curse. And, um, you know, this is something that you can use over at mybookie.ag. Get a 50% sign-up bonus. Use promo code GTD. Yep. Capitals last night. Hey, my, my bookie That's, account's growing, baby. Good, good, good. <laughs> I need to. Promo code GTD over mybookie.ag. They got the prop builder uh, over there yes. as well. And I think yeah, we could use this prop builder again tonight with Steph Curry. Steph Curry's over-under is 25 and a half points. You like the over. Well, he went off for 32 the other night after uh, the 16-point performance. I think he keeps it going. I think he's going to keep uh, the offensive rhythm going here this evening. People forget Curry's just coming back. Uh, from injuries, yeah, he's, averaging, yep. he's averaging over 30 points a game, a um, little over 30. So I would the recommend one, that. The guy had one bad shooting night. I would recommend the prop builder 30 or more because yep. he, he's played three home playoff games and he's averaged 30 points. So at 26 in a whatever, you'll probably get like a what, plus 160, 170 on top of it for the extra points? Yeah, yeah. plus 140. 150. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, check out the prop builder over at uh, mybookie.ag. So here's the Kobe Bryant uh, curse. Um, I guess Kobe Bryant's been doing videos, guys, in which he breaks down he breaks down a player's game. Detail, it's, yeah. Yeah, the detail, the Kobe detail curse, exactly. So episode two is about DeMar DeRozan, lost. <laughs> episode three was about Donovan Mitchell, lost. Episode four was about Drew Holiday, lost. <laughs> Episode five was about the great LeBron James. Lost game one and game two. Wow. Episode six, you can't make this up. Jason Tatum. Oh, wow. He couldn't even dunk last night. Wow. That's unbelievable. So Kobe Kobe Bryant is 5-0 and right now. Except it's actually uh, they lost two, so it's actually seven. 7-0? Seven 7-0. and, oh? seven and oh. the, it's Kobe Bryant, 7-0. Kobe's a hot, oh. hot capper. I know. I'm anxiously awaiting. Yeah, what's any, Kobe, tell me what you like. Does anybody know what episode seven, Kobe Bryant, who's he going to be? Um, it's probably Chris Paul. No, I believe it is Stephen Curry, if I'm correct. Uh, according to uh, the Kobe Bryant Twitter, it was tweeted out today at 1126 a.m. Check out newest detail on the ESPN app where we break down defense in this episode at Stephen Curry 30. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Time so for the rocket. Rockets plus the points. I just tell yeah. people I like a prop, and now I tell people about a well, We're giving people both sides of the argument. Now it's good, yes. I think, yeah. Now, now I, have, I have another good trend for you. That's a beautiful – Gabe, that's actually great information, by the way, but I have even another one, okay? Golden State, and I've discussed this before on your show, Golden State 1 in 10 – on Tuesdays this year. They don't one cover, in, man. One in ten on Tuesdays. ATS, yes. Wow. 
It's a big number, too. The number's going to keep on going up. I mean, we... does this not look like a 116-109 type of game? 116-110? I'm seeing eight and a halfs out there, uh, big man. I wouldn't be surprised that's, by, by, by tip-off. We're seeing a nine. We'll, we'll see a nine flat. It was nine, Cam. And you have a team in the Warriors right now who everyone loves. They're at home. They're, they, you know, Houston's quit, according to everyone. They're gutless, da-da-da-da-da. Why don't I go down then as well? This is a – this is I'm telling you, man, rockets, rockets, rockets. And that, that detail thing, good stuff, Gabe. Um, that set me up over the top. I'm going to tell you something too, big man. These totals, right? It's been interesting because the one team gets there, but because of the blowout, the other team's not even getting close, and it's going under the number a lot of the time. What do you think about this yeah. total? We're sitting at a right where it was before a flat 226. What do you think about the over-under? Yeah, I mean – it's just such a tough thing totals in this as you know part of the, the the playoffs i mean you never really know and especially in these playoffs, you really don't know the thing about houston that i haven't been really a big fan of is and i'm sure you've seen this is all they're doing is isolation basketball and that's all they're doing um th- that's a bit of a concern but i'm not looking about unders with these two teams i mean just because it's not something i want to do and i don't want to sit on my hands the whole game I think it gets think, there tonight. You think so? I think, well, I think Houston. Yeah, I think it's right Houston will have to get there for it to to get there. They're gonna can't have like one twenty two, well, ninety one type yeah, of crap. They, they rolled they, over the no, other. They're night. not rolling. I know. I'm, they I'm can't. Not they can't, they can't take, just roll over right now. The, I think I'm gonna take the points, Maretzi. It's it's just one of those. Well, things. you're gonna get one of these things where it's the pushback. You're getting the. You're gonna have to get the best of Houston. Yes. They, they responded to game two after the embarrassment, but. I don't know. You, you, I don't know if you saw this. I retweeted a big man about Therese Owens, the website, you know, mm-hmm. and they're on top of the stupid gossip type of stuff. And uh, they they were reporting, and I believe them that James Harden flew some Instagram model in for Ooh. Game Three. <laughs> I've heard that as well. I don't know. How about how about how about worrying about the damn basketball? Yeah, no, that's game? another. Hey, but you saw, and then you go out there and you lose by forty-one points. Well, you saw James Harden. It was one of those stories, didn't you? See him at the club where he was pounding drinks, and the next morning, hey, everybody, like he was healthy, ready to rock. Yeah, but that's, that all-star, that, that was all-star. Oh, yeah, weekend. all-star weekend. That's right. Yeah, this it's, is the damn playoffs, the championship. Yeah, it's just it's like they're clowns. Like they're they're not on Golden State's uh, level. Um, but it's yeah. it's. It's going to be closer tonight. I think it'll be right around the number. I think Golden State win by 11 or so. Yeah, I I think it's a little bit better of a game. I, I think it's right there. You, you also look at the game. I mean, they get blown out, but they shot 39.5%. They didn't shoot the ball at all. Well, I mean, they weren't even in the gym, really. Um, they're going to shoot the ball much better. They have to be better defensively, too, though. Um, obviously, not nothing we don't know. Uh, James Harden, though, it, it's funny with him. He's uh, – every girl he dates – looks exactly the same. He definitely has a clear type, which uh, if anyone cares about, they have gigantic behinds. That's what he's into. Yep. Um, it's just what he, what he likes. Hey, listen, Gabe, that could work two ways. It could throw off his concentration. It could also help him out a little bit. Maybe yeah. he likes this girl. Maybe she's real, you know, maybe she's legit. I don't know. Uh, it works but, both ways. It works both ways. I know yeah, guys who maybe, used to bring yeah. their chicks in there. They'd have career nights. They score exactly. a couple of goals. And then I knew another guy gagged. He's maybe like, he plays. Well, yeah. Maybe in his mind, yeah. he plays better when he's got a chick. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody, so everybody's got their thing. Yeah, I don't know, but they're the Houston Rockets. It's not like they're well, the most attention to detail team. And here, you said it. It's you know? like we're in the conference conference finals. Think about say ground flowing and flying you and wait like exactly. After the exactly. You're about to be eliminated, bro. You're James Harden. You can meet these people any time of the year. I know it's so stupid. You're right. Priorities. Yeah, get your priorities straight. Win the damn game, and then we'll worry about that stuff. 
I do like the over tonight, though. I think two twenty-six. Yeah, that's it pretty high. It was two twenty-four and a half last night. I'm not betting under. I mean, but it, I just get it. I feel like it's like a one sixteen, one oh eight type of game, like around there. So I think it's gonna be right there. It's gonna be close. Hey, big man. I was gonna. We might not be able to talk to you before the next Tuesday. And I told Gabe uh, now that I'm on a different site, but I did some clicking uh, with the soccer game uh, already, and it's gonna be Tuesday next time we talk. Oh, you've got Liverpool. I got Liverpool and uh, big man. I was gonna man, say you're, something. Your account with this guy just won't die. What? You're a coward. No, but I did that last week, Marantz. No, I know. I just got to ask Big Man. I'm not, I'm not blaming you for no, it. No, I've actually done. I'm just stating you have all these futures in with this book. Yeah, he kind of texts me a lot, too. Hey, we're going to meet something. It's just, okay. Anyway, let's talk. Uh, this Liverpool-Real uh, Madrid game, the total of three seems pretty low for teams that can really uh, get there and score, Big Man. What do you think, uh, side and total? I took a shot with Liverpool in the over. What's your analysis? Yeah, I mean, the over three, that's a bit too low. These teams just love to go forward. That's all they do. Um, you know, Liverpool's got one of the best attacks in the world. Uh, defensively, they're okay. They're not there. They're not going to want to just – they don't sit there and defend. It doesn't matter if they're up 7-2 aggregate. They're going to go forward. They're going to try to score. Well, no, Real Madrid. I can't remember the last time they didn't score in a game. I think over three is a good bet. But I'm actually – I have a future on Liverpool, 9-1. to one, So I'm really just kind of deciding whether I want to hedge out might just let it ride. I think this is a season of destiny for Liverpool. Uh, they have a player, Mohamed Salah, who's really taken over uh, football in England. He's a good guy to root for. He's just done an amazing job. He's so fun to watch. Ronaldo's hasn't had the greatest year, but they put all their eggs in the Champions League basket. They're not playing well. They hadn't played well in their league. They're ready to go for this game. And listen, I just don't like to bet against them very often. So I might hedge a little bit, but I think the best play in this game is going to be over three. I just... I don't see any reason this isn't like three-two type of game. Um, you know, three-one, three-two. Um, I get a feeling Liverpool will win, but with that hedging opportunity, I might just have to do it. I'm going to go over three, uh, but I will tell you this, guys. I'm very excited for the World Cup coming up. I have all sorts yeah, of there's yeah. a ton of value in the World Cup. If you can look and you have the opportunity to bet soccer, certain books will just give you a plethora. It's like the Super Bowl for props and things like that. I'm yeah, excited. One thing about Liverpool, guys, I will warn, speaking of the Kobe Bryant. Uh, oh, the you got a Liverpool person, trend? Is it good? Or? Yeah, I've got a Liverpool trend. They're from England, and people <laughs> from England never win. There's the, um, there's the, I'll tell you one thing, I though. Know, you don't know. I've never really, seen so many no, more bandwagon dude, jumpers dude, in Liverpool here England, in the area. It's unbelievable. Team, I will agree with that. Everyone's a Liverpool fan. It's ridiculous. But, no, I'm just stating. All right, big man. Uh, uh, we know about the English national team. I'm not yeah, making yeah. fun of them. Look, yeah. I'm a Raptor fan. I'm not going to make fun of anyone. You know, but it's sort of like the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't know if there's a country that wants to win as much as England does. It just doesn't happen. And they won't. They're like Bills fans. Like, they'll never win. Like, they'll get screwed. They'll, 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 they'll underachieve. Something weird will happen, big man. When's the, okay, so when's the last time England won a World Cup? Uh, it, it's been quite long. I would say I'd have to look it up. It, it's... Think it it's been was a while. Nine, I think it was 1956. 56? Oh, God. Really? Uh, Might have been 62. <laughs> it's, uh, we're talking, we'll it up. We're talking okay. decades. When, yeah, when, over a half century. I think 66. 66. Yeah, okay. So 66. 52 years. 66. Okay. So just like, sort of like the Leafs. Oh, my God. Yeah. So England, well, it's only every four years. But when's the last time? Done, they haven't actually done better than fourth place since. At one time, they went higher than fourth place since that. 66. When's the last time a team uh, from the EPL won the Champions League? 
Uh, would I have yes. to look back? Uh, Liverpool, Man. they did it in, uh, what was it, with Steven Gerrard against, uh, what was that? I don't know, late 2000s, early, middle. Yeah, I, re- I remember that because I was on a cruise watching that game. Yeah, it was like 2000 and. Uh, against AC Milan. They, yes, they it was. Back. It was a crazy game. It was one of the craziest yeah, was, games ever. They had a huge comeback. Yeah, I remember because I remember people going nuts. And they came back and yes, tied it and then won yes. it in, in, a, in a penalty kick. 2007, I think it was. You got the year, buddy? So you've got. Uh... Are you starting to understand my trend now a little bit? What? No, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I got your trend. Oh, I understand. British teams don't. That's nothing new, man. I know. I got an English neighbor. The guy's crying all the time. I know. I'll be honest. I I didn't think Liverpool would make it this far. No, they're on fire. Just because I was always like, man, they're not going to win. How the hell are these guys? This year, they're on. This year might be different, though. I do. I do got to give them a little credit. All right, guys, listen. So basically, England won. England won in 2011. Chelsea won. Right. Okay. Right. Chelsea won in 2011, but it's been Real Madrid, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich. So Spain, La Liga has won four yep. of them. Germany won one. Before that, Barcelona, Italy, Barcelona, Manchester United in 2007, Liverpool in 2004. So they had that glory years. Their glory years for the Premier League were <laughs> – like 2000s, middle 2000s, and it hasn't really been good since. They had the Chelsea one. But listen, Gabe, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. They've, unfortunately, particularly with their national team, uh, even going up that high, there's been no leaders. You know, you have just retreads as coaches, and even this year. Listen, they're going to get out of the, the group because the rest of the group, other than Belgium, Tunisia, and, and, and Panama are, are, are the worst teams in this tournament. So they'll get out of the group, but that's about it. And unfortunately, they have a great attack, but they just don't have much else. England doesn't know how to choose teams. The, the coaches, the managers is all over the place. But you're right. It, they haven't been relevant in, in world soccer. They have a great league, but they, they're not winning when it matters. You know. You want, to talk, you want to talk about gaggers with England? We'll put England there. Belgium. They can go right beside England, too. <laughs> they're the most over. They never do anything. They're hyped every well, single time. They're pretty good. They were young last time. Yeah, don't ask me. I think she's going to win the World Cup then. You like Belgium? I love okay. Belgium at twelve to one. I think they're the I think they're the third best team in the tournament as far as player to player. I think they have the best midfielder in the tournament. Um, they're going to have to beat Brazil to get there. Why can't they? We'll talk more later, guys. I know we're we will, big man. Right I like your style. For, for who yeah, the bell goes? Jeff Nadu on Twitter. Thanks. Big man have on a good one. campus. Thanks, uh, big man. Yep, you yep. check out big man's uh, videos on the SBR YouTube page. All right, John Frankel will join us next. HBO Sports, Game Time Decisions, Beat Range Radio on the Best Sports Radio Network continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network on iHeart, Alexa, Siri, and all those other uh, cool new school devices. All right, thanks to Big Man on Campus uh, yep. for joining us on the program. Ricky Sanders will join us later. We'll talk some Major League Baseball uh, DFS, but let's talk about something right now that I've actually spent a lot of time talking about uh, over the years. Longtime listeners uh, of my radio shows and uh, TV shows uh, know uh, that we're buddies with Kyle Turley. Yep. And uh, Kyle Turley, of course, has been at the forefront. Um, Kyle Turley's never been, what's the, what's the best way of putting it? He's never been shy to uh, voice his opinion. opinion. Yeah, very. And, yeah. He'll, he'll tell you how he feels. And uh, Kyle Turley, of course, uh, did a lot of work with the Gridiron Greats, with Coach Mike Ditka yep. and uh, Coach uh, Don Shula. Don Shula actually deserves credit because he's sort of an establishment. Uh, there's a lot of establishment guys that don't stand up uh, for the players, but Don Shula actually does. Uh, he is an establishment guy that will stand up uh, for the players. But uh, uh, we're now joined uh, by John Frankel of HBO Real Sports. As HBO Real Sports examines the NFL billion-dollar concussion uh, settlement. As uh, Real Sports with Brian Gumble returns tonight at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern on HBO. John Frankel joins us. John, thanks for taking the time to be with us. Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. How you doing? I'm well, Gabe and Ken. Thanks so much, guys. All right, John. So I got to be honest with you. Me and Cam uh, watched uh, watch the uh, the preview, and you made me nervous. Like I'm yeah. glad I wasn't being interviewed uh, by you. I was like, man, this guy. I don't know if he's a former federal prosecutor or uh, anything like it's that. No worse, it's no worse than going to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, man, you were you were, uh, yeah, you were so asking a what, I, what it almost reminded me of, and and on a lighter note, was the old Saturday Night Live um, skit with Martin Short. Of course, I read the report. You know, when he's the attorney, he's getting defensive. <laughs> Except the strange thing is, you're speaking to an attorney who's representing the NFL players, and something that I've always felt, and I talked about this a couple of minutes ago in a prelude to you joining us, that. You know, I remember during one of the, 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 the former players suing the NFL, and the NFLPA accepted, like, less than a billion dollars, and the judge themselves, she had to say, you know what, this isn't even enough. And, you know, you never see ambulance-chasing attorneys take less, uh, John. But I guess this has been going on forever in which the NFLPA, you know, I don't know if they really do have the best interest at heart. I know I'm going on a different route. There's so many angles to this story, but... My good friend Kyle Turley's always told me, he goes, Gabe, it's not just the NFL that fights concussions and, and the situation. He goes, we have a harder time getting it through with the NFLPA themselves. So I know I threw a lot out there, John, but tell us about the piece. All right, let, let, let's start at the beginning, which is, is that as, as real sports um, over the years, I think people have, who've watched us have known that we have covered this story from the players' injuries uh, and the consequences that they've suffered on the field. Uh, be it Steve Smith or Kevin Turner, fullbacks who suffered from ALS, Kevin who passed away in March of 2016, uh, guys who suffered from CT we've reported on. Um, and what happened was is when we interviewed Chris Seeger when the settlement was first announced back in 2013, nearly five years ago, and at the time Chris said that this was a good deal and that you know he acknowledged that it wasn't perfect, but he also said that if guys – have problems and they present proper, legitimate, certified board medical diagnoses, they will get their money. And I think what people, what we were looking at and why we looked at this is because we were hearing 
here we are five years later, and our guys get their money. Some guys are saying we haven't seen a dime. And these are guys who had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, received federal uh, Social Security because they had brain damage injuries, and they weren't getting their money. And it was really becoming an issue. It wasn't one guy. It wasn't two guys. It's easy to cherry pick. But it seems to be that there's many more guys who are having to jump through hoops to prove, not to the NFL per se, because as the agreement was set up between the NFL and Chris Seeger, the lead attorney for all the players who came to this agreement, they decided on an independent third party that would administer the settlement. So when a player files his claim, it is this board that looks over. It's an attorney. It's a law firm. And they examine the the files and the claims that are made, and they can deny them, uh, which they've done time and time and time again. It is only to this point now, five years, close to five years after the settlement, that only $180 million has been paid out so far. So where's that money? Where's that money yeah. going? Is it sitting in a trust fund? Who's making that, the money well, off the interest off? Where's that money? So, so the money is in a fund, but the, the, by, by the terms of the settlement, the NFL only has to keep $50 million in an active fund at any one time. That is the minimum that must be in there. The $180 million has, for the most part, gone to those guys with the most severe cases. So like, as people might be more familiar with the draft and the way people get paid coming out of the draft, that you know, if you're a first-round pick or you're a top-ten pick, you know, you're slotted salary. Well, that's what they did with the settlement, in essence. And I can't break it down for you at every tier, but those with the most severe cases, any one player could earn up to a max of $5 million. When I say you're compensated. But those went to the most severe cases. Um, guys who had ALS, guys with Parkinson's, guys with, um, with Alzheimer's. But there were all different levels at which you got paid. Um, so the $180 million has gone to those with the most severe cases. But the vast majority of cases deal with dementia and Alzheimer's, and only 1% of those cases have been paid out so far. So of all the claims that have been filed, many have been rejected. And then what happens is, is even if they're approved, there have been instances, and Mark Gassino was one of these, where it was approved, and he, was, he had a million dollars coming to him, and the NFL was able to appeal it. And then with, you know, holding up the payment. And that's one of the things that Chris Seeger talked about, which is that he acknowledges that it's not perfect, but he thinks it's going well. It's going better now than it did in the first few months of when they got up and running. Sounds like a politician, but, right? With a bill. Well, well I, don't, I don't like everything about it, but we have to accept it because is he essentially saying this is the best deal that we could get? Yeah, that's, that's not essentially, that's exactly what he's saying. He's saying this is the best we could do, and he acknowledges that there were things, there was give and take. And I think that there are some, in his defense, I will say this, that there are some who would say, look, the fact that he got the NFL to settle it all on this was pretty remarkable. Can I ask you then, John, that, that the NFL has, have they done enough to instead of like just denying things, and it's sort of like the NHL. No, 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 no. Fighting's never caused anyone to get in, you know any brain damage at all. They won't even acknowledge it, as opposed to just saying yes, there's a problem here. We're not going to stop the sport, but let's let's look at this and how can we make things better. Where I'm going with this is, 
are we just going to be looking at another settlement and another lawsuit and another case in seven years, or are there actually being pieces put in place to actually help future players so the NFL will avoid lawsuits, or are they just going to throw a billion dollars at this every couple of years to make it go away? They're not going to throw a billion dollars at this, and that's one of the issues here is that the, you know it went from being about $765 <laughs> million when when it was first announced. It then became, because the judge, because there was a lot of criticism and the judge didn't think there was enough money for this to survive, to, to fund this 65-year settlement. And that's how long this settlement plays out for. So the guys who get sick in 20 years or have present symptoms of certain things, they can then file if they've registered to be part of the settlement. Um, but once it became uncapped, then the NFL was liable for or exposure of far greater than a billion. Some say it could be two billion, maybe even three billion. And therefore, as Chris Seeger acknowledges, once that once it became uncapped, he understood the NFL that the panel that was administering this might not rubber stamp every one of these, and that the NFL was entitled to appeal and, in some cases, audit these uh, decisions. Um, so. You know, there, there's a there's an undefined amount of money there and exposure and risk for the NFL. They will not be able to have to they won't have to come back to this every 10 years because those who are playing now accept the responsibility because now it's understood what the risks are and what the potential consequences might be. Because the NFL, I'm not going to applaud them, but they have certainly they had once they were dragged into this, you know, and were forced to acknowledge that there is a connection between tra- brain trauma, getting hit and brain trauma and brain injuries. Um, they've come to understand that. The NHL is a different story. Gary Bettman is, is saying that the evidence still doesn't support that and that, the, you know, the jury's out on the scientific evidence. I think he's got a bigger issue. Because he hasn't come to accept what almost everybody else seems to have. That's a great point, John. I got to ask too about the doctors, and you know, in a big game, the, the the players he gets hit hard. You know, he's concussed. He gets under the hood, but hey, he he wants to get back in the game. They throw him back in the game, but they find out that there is permanent damage. What about do, what about doctors and uh, them being liable? Uh, you know, wh- where do they stand in this? I think all of this. This is the best of my knowledge. This settlement takes care of all of that. Um, I don't know of players, and, and you'll, you'll forgive me on this, I don't know if a player has then taken his legal rights to pursue a suit against an individual or uh, such as a team doctor who may have been administering medical care at the time that he was playing. It's my understanding that this is, this is sort of a blanket coverage, that this settlement deals with everybody who dealt with those players who played during the time, um, you know, that we're, that we're talking about. You know, the list is going to grow. How many people are we talking about right now? Like, uh, well, what's, well, the, what's the number at? Because you know it's going to continue to grow and grow and grow as these guys get concussions and they get diagnosed. Well, well, those who were able, those who, there were about 4,000 who signed up actively as part of the settlement, as, as I understand it. But you're talking about a group, about 20,000 former players that are eligible, that were eligible to register for this. And I think uh, as of some time in the last eight months, um, close to 20,000 had registered their names. That doesn't mean they filed a claim yet. 
It just means that they are eligible so that if right now at the age of, let's, you know, our guy's 32 years old, he just retired. He doesn't have any symptoms yet. But because settlement runs for 65 years, if by the time he gets to be, you know, in 10 years, he's 42 and all of a sudden he starts to have issues, he can then file a claim. Yep. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, which is going to, there's going to be a lot of that. Which is a high percentage of it yeah. happening. Before we let you go, John, uh, I had Hollywood Henderson on uh, years ago on a couple of occasions, but he told me a story. And of course, he won the Texas State Lottery. That's right. Um, but he broke his neck while playing in the NFL. So he had an, a disability settlement with the National Football League. He wins the Texas State Lottery. He gets a letter from the NFL. They want to uh, speak to him. He goes to Washington, the Watergate Hotel of all places. He goes to Washington, and it's Gene Upshaw, and uh, uh, Bill Bidwell is actually the head of the committee at the time, and there's a bunch of NFL owners in a room, and he basically said, listen, you won the lottery. Why are we paying you your, your disability settlement anymore? He said, well, because I played in the league the lottery has nothing to do with him getting hurt playing yeah. football. So it's kind yeah. of irrelevant. They yeah. said, well, you know, we really don't think this is right. They step into the hallway. They go back in. They offer him basically like a settlement like half of whatever, here's a settlement, and you'll sign over all rights to future payments. Gene Upshaw looks at him and John and goes, I think you should take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, that, it, that's, you know, this has been going back to the 70s, man. Like, it's been like this forever. Right. I mean, to be fair, this is not the NFLPA's deal. This is Chris no, Seager I know. and these attorneys. Yeah, yeah. No, you're but, right. Yeah. But, but the, you know, to your point, that's amazing there to me are, that, the, that the attorneys have control of this. That they, I well, thought the attorneys were that, fighting for the people. Yes. Now they, the people have to fight the attorneys. It doesn't make any sense. Well, and to, and to your point, I mean, that's some of the criticism has been levied against Chris Seeger in that he basically, you know, signed a flawed deal and that he didn't protect everybody and he didn't work as hard to get everything that he could have. And, you know, the, the stinger here for them is that if things progress smoothly as they have, or as he sees they have, and as the judge sees they have, then Seeger's firm is entitled or looks to be getting a payday of about $70 million. Wow. And it's unclear. There's a, there's a, it's going to be determined if coming up shortly whether the judge sees fit that he gets that and exactly how much of that. But that's what he's in line for, his firm. No question Chris Seeger's done a heck of a lot of work. The question is, should he be getting his $70 million before every other guy gets his money when they've been saying, I'm sick, I provided the paperwork for you that you wanted, and you're still telling me I'm not going to get it done? Well, it's like, who polices the yeah. police? Who lawyers exactly. the lawyers? Uh, point. Uh, John Frankel, HBO Sports, uh, Real Sports uh, returns this evening at 10 o'clock Eastern on HBO, Real Sports with Bryant uh, Gumbel. Uh, watch the piece with John Frankel. Obviously, some fascinating uh, stuff. And uh, as always, we need to follow the money. Uh, John, it was great having you on. Very enlightening stuff. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. And uh, I look forward to uh, the upcoming season of Real Sports. Great, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. There's uh, John Frankel uh, with us. Real point. That's unbelievable. You said it, buddy. When you peel back the onion, there's a lot of a lot of layers going. That's on the here. reality yeah. uh, of the of attorneys and, and just uh, of the modern society that we're in. So the players get a lawsuit. Yeah. The attorney gets the, the money, money first. And now the players have to go beg to the attorney to actually get paid. Yes, and, John, and to John's point, they have the they've done the paperwork. It's like you know what I mean. They told them you have to do this and this and this and this to get your money. They did it. 
They did it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is absolutely ridiculous. Peace airs tonight at 10 o'clock on HBO. So, all right, we'll, yeah. take, we'll take a quick break. On the other side, we'll tell you about uh, my bookies, player props. Player props. Player props. Ricky Sanders will join us. We'll talk some DFS a little bit later on. You want to bet on sports? We got you covered. You want to play some DFS? Got you covered. We got you covered. You want to bitch about sports? We got you covered. True. All that and more continuing. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Great stuff with John Frankel. Yep. He was uh, nicer. He scared us in the video. He's just all business. That's what he is, hey, man. We know how to serious set the stuff. tone. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about strippers, point spreads, but also get serious. Uh, that's right. Uh, Everything. Yeah. Jack of all trades. If you told me Anderson Cooper couldn't make it tonight, yeah. I could show up. <laughs> I could fill in for Coop. <laughs> talk about the How's ro- the probe going? Talk about the Russian. That's all yeah, you got to yeah. do. Yeah. You could be a CNN host, too, Kim. That's all you have to say. How's the probe going? Probe. Yeah, breaking news. Russia Russia probe. Breaking news. (laughs) (laughs) No, the best is, too, they they love panels. And and, and not just four or five. I like when they bring, like, the eight-person panel on. It's like, oh, here come the big guns. I wish I was a political panelist. Oh, I know, man. Imagine being like that. That's the thing. It's like the Super Bowl every week. Well, Trump was talking about it. Like, what's going to happen with CNN when when the news goes, like, the ratings are just going to go, they're going to go right into the tank because, I don't know, I, I, they got these guys on a retainer right now. Like, imagine you're a regular on the panel. That's a lot of money. Well, he's going to be around probably for another six years, so, on TV. Feel good for as long as you can. The president of CBS uh, Television said uh, Trump might be bad for America, but he's good Great for, for ratings. CBS, yeah. uh, bottom line. Great point. Uh, that is uh, the bottom line. All right, so if you play DFS and uh, you haven't tried playing my bookies, player prop then you're missing out the player prop tool allows you to avoid sharks winning 90 percent of the money in ds invest in the players that you want without salary caps forget having to create multiple lineups ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches check out mybookie.ag get a 50 uh, percent sign up bonus with the promo code gtd uh, let's say bryce harper will be chalk and dfs is going to be owned in 80 percent of the tournaments because everyone thinks uh, the play is obvious don't be a loser and eat dfs chalk be a winner play mybookie.ag player props plus you can access one sport uh, not uh, uh touched up uh, by dfs horse racing it's funny i was just going to go to the race book right now and take a look for the odds of the belmont justify's not going to win the belmont. no i know and and his favorite and his favorite too that's another thing there's a there's a lot go of horses my, that are going to be there i better finish it all go to mybookie.ag and uh, open an account enter promo code gtd and receive 50 percent sign up bonus Click the player props tool, choose the player prop, and collect your winnings. That's mybookie.ag. 
Better scroll down for more. No, that's it. That's correct. So you want to hear the odds, buddy? Here we go for uh, the Belmont Stakes. Audible is uh, four to one. Blended Citizen twelve to one. Bravazo, who actually was a real sweet horse, I got to give Bravazo a lot of credit and almost so what's almost just, what's caught Justify. Justify right now is the favorite. Going to be one to two. Very close, Gabe, but uh, minus one thirty. So that like basically oh, just no, for, uh, no, one to two would be minus uh, that's two hundred. Two hundred exactly. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit minus one thirty. Yeah, minus one thirty. Know who I like? I was actually taking a look at uh, some of the, some of these horses. Hofberg, Hofberg, seven to one, uh, freshen for this race. Uh, guess guess who's in the race, buddy? Remember, former NFLer, uh, sir NFLer is a, oh man, I'm in the horse business now. Gronkowski's in there, oh, twenty five to one. Yeah, there. yeah, Gronk's in there. The British horse is uh, <laughs> ready to rock, but at thirty five to one, a very big pooch in this race. Lone Sailors twelve. My boy Jack, who a lot of people like, are seven to one. Vino Rosso, 12. Yeah, so it's actually interesting. It's a very big field, too. And uh, ju- justify at minus 130, though. It's low, but uh, too many other horses, I think. I-, I just, the way he closed, I know it was two slop races. Yeah. But that's. But the- he's a slop horse, too. And he's tired. Yeah, he's tired. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, I think he's got a bad hoof right now. And we know, Woof. unfortunately, too much about this stuff. We do. He's got a bad hoof. They rolled him out there. I'm not even sure he'll race in a damn race. I'm telling you right now. I'm not convinced he'll even race, Cam. He'll race. When you're going for the triple crown, he'll race. But there's been a lot. Of, there's been a lot of instances. Oh, I was at the Belmont when it happened. With all have another, they got to, but the trainer got shit. Remember the yeah. problem? It was it was Doug O'Neill. Yeah, he got burned. That's where I met the, the yeah. CNN. Yeah, there was another crew. type of horse yeah. died. Yeah, yeah. No, Cam, I'm telling you. I know they they put the curtain up to another time when he, the horse came second died. Dude, Remember they you, you can the still track. make a lot of money studying right now, winning the first two. It's a gamble. You you throw your horse out there, and he, he tears himself up, and something really bad That's happens. That's a risk. It's a problem. Right. No, it's, it, but it, they want that $5 million check. Everybody off. wants the cash, buddy. Imagine you and I with Conflict Diamond gunning. Yeah. We couldn't even we'd get be happy the 5000 I know. We, we, we just want a couple 2500 Come on. Can we win the local derby versus Mennonites? No. The guys beating us with their horse and buggies. We have an NFL trade to report. Do we? Who's who's going where? And this is such a such a raider thing to do, and such this is really is a welcome to the Gruden era, people. The Oakland Raiders acquire the Vegas Raiders. Yeah, are they going to win the Super Bowl in their first year? They probably are. <laughs> no, they're not. They are. <laughs> Just like Vegas, they're going to win. Jets trade Christian Hackenberg. Ooh, Christian Hackenberg to the Raiders. Four. Who took zero snaps in two seasons of True. NFL football. What do they get for him? Not, what, picks? A 2019. Well, what do they get for them? Like Nothing. A, par- a parking space? Yeah, seventh rounder? Like, what do you, what do you get for this yeah, guy? A conditional seventh rounder. Yeah, that's, what, that, that's right off the top of my head. Hackenberg, hey, I can't even remember. Like, Penn State, like the good old days? What's, what's this guy doing? Not much. If you remember, listen, Hackenberg was great his first year at Penn State. And he was like Sam Darnold. At you the thought time. Bill O'Brien was going to draft him with Houston? People, had, yes. People were like, um, people were like, uh, man, this kid is the next. He's going to be the next, um, you know, number one draft pick. He's that prototypical gunslinging quarterback. And uh, James Franklin was there, and they had some success, and everything just fell apart. And Hackenberg's play regressed. He had a problem with Franklin. And people kind of blamed Franklin at the time. 
that, you know, look, you know, what, what, what are you doing with Hackenberg? You show up, we have a star quarterback, and suddenly he's sucking, and there's friction between you and this stud quarterback. And people, it's funny now because Franklin's Harold is, yeah, is a hero. Hero saving now. the program, guys on fire. Yeah, and I think Penn State are going to be good once again this year. But so I think Franklin is a good coach, but I don't know what happened there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Hacken, I don't know what, ha- what happened with Hackenberg. It's kind of bizarre. He's not the only one, though, Cam. You'll see other players regress like that. And you know, a good example is is uh, Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas was the what, quarterback. Virginia Tech? Virginia Tech. He was pretty much labeled like the next Cam Newton. Really like a, not a Cam Miss guy, but a guy that was going to be a, a big-time draft pick in the National Football League. That's true. And He's a tight end. He regressed. Like, he regressed in college. He regressed in the National Football League. And, uh, yeah, now he's a... Uh, Backup tight end slash hybrid receiver with the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Bills. Exactly. No, no, he wasn't bad actually. Trace McSorley is a good quarterback for Penn State. Yeah, now. that kid's a that. Know what he is? He's, he's yeah. yeah. I, would, I like him. I wouldn't write Penn State off this no, year I just think because Saquon Barkley's. That's gone. exactly it, Marenzi. They're, what are, they're still a talent. They're a twelve team. to one team right now. And know what? He, know what I like about Trace McSorley? He's kind of got that uh, Mayfield in him, that that kind of attitude. But I like. Uh, there's something I like about McSorley more. I'm a big fan. You said it. Franklin's done. I think Franklin's done a great job with that program. The defense is getting better. It doesn't even matter without Barkley. Like, they're a very, very dangerous team. I, 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 I'd I, worry. You're a Michigan guy at 10-1. to 1. Penn State's right behind him at 12-1. to 1. So, uh, Hackenberg evidently uh, was asked um, about the situation uh, with the Jets and then subsequently traded right after. <laughs> um, Hackenberg made changes to his throwing motion in the offseason while working with a personal quarterbacks coach. Um, was asked Tuesday why the Jets didn't address uh, his throwing motion earlier. I don't know. I think there were some times when I threw it really uh, good throughout my first two years here. That was the frustrating part for me is the ups and downs and not knowing why and not really ever getting any information from anybody on how to fix it and how to show and address it. I had to finally figure out things for myself and be able to go out and prove some people wrong. Well, you were on the New York Jets. That's true. I wouldn't expect too much coaching. But... um, this is, I'm just stating, this is like such a Raider thing to do. I don't know, Cam. Is is Hackenberg maybe, is he a diamond in the rough? Well, I could tell you one thing. But it, you, it is a Raider thing to do, but you got nothing to lose when it's a seventh-round pick. He was drafted in the second round, 51st overall. He hasn't done anything. So if you're John Gruden, you're sitting there with Carr. The pick and conditions the car, are car, tied to him actually making the roster. Oh, okay. okay well, but uh, still, nothing. You, you said it. I, I think it's worth it. No, but Gruden's done a lot of those quarterback videos and so stuff. Maybe, got, maybe he saw something in Hackenberg. I, know. I don't know. He's still young. Dude, he's like me going to a strip club and seeing something in a girl. I see something in all the girls. He's like that with quarterbacks. Remember you you t- can go to the bank and find something that you like. Remember you uh, the strip club. Remember um, the bank's good, too. Um, <laughs> I like them everywhere. No, I'm just saying, though, it's worth the risk because I'm you're just, not giving anything away. No, I'm, I'm Derek Carr, yeah, no, actually. you're right. I, yeah, listen, Carr, it's a seventh-round pick. Yeah, That's it, like Mr. Irrelevant or something. And we don't even I know get, about Hackenberg. Like, you know what I mean? He's still, like, the guy's still a kid. Yeah, but I'm just telling you, this is the he's first. 23. This is the first of a caravan and a carousel. Of just guys he's going to try out. Oh, yeah. Of quarterbacks are going to be brought in here. When he was with Tampa, man, he had like nine. Oh, I know, I know, it's true. And, and when he was the the announcer, the the analysis on Monday, the analyst on Monday Night Football, every damn week was the same thing. Well, Mike, this cornerback could be on my team anytime. Any yeah. <laughs> Two things Gruden likes, like he likes to say the cornerback could be on his team, team anytime, and, and he means it. Yeah, <laughs> he means it. At some point, you will be on Gruden's team if you are a quarterback. And uh, and the second thing is if. 
if Gruden was in charge of the Hall of Fame, then the Hall of Fame would have like 6,000 players in it. <laughs> That's true. That was another Gruden. I, I don't know, Mike. If this guy's not a Hall of Famer, I don't know who he is. If I had a vote, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. I'll tell like, you one thing about Gruden, though. And you and you know this from, like, just uh, with, with, with the way he takes chances on quarterbacks. Carr, if he's bad, he's the type of guy to just say, Meep. he's got a quick hook, bro. And you know that things can get absolutely wild and wacky and crazy there. He's You're just right. one of those guys. He did it his whole damn career. Tampa Bay, guy, man, next guy, next guy. I don't even know if guy, he's going to last guy. to the Vegas era. Yeah, no, it's, it's, they a, want it's a good him. bet. He's say, the perfect face to roll into Vegas with, so yeah. that's what they want He's more of a for. figurehead. I figure at best he makes it to the Vegas sort of inaugural yeah. season and maybe, but even that, that's four years yeah, away. It's dude. a lot, man. In the NFL, it's short, short shelf three, life. Too. Three, three years, whatever. Now it'll be three after this. The, yeah. Raiders, the Raiders are one of those teams, they look like they were getting there, and then nah, now I'm not, like, man. I think they're regressing. No, big time. I, I, I have no faith. So the Raiders team. have Derek Carr, obviously, as their starting quarterback. Hackenberg will now battle E.J. Manuel and Connor Cook for a roster spot. Three quarterbacks on the team. You know what, Con- I feel the thing about Connor Cook, another Sparty. All three when he played, of these when guys Car- are better than Hackenberg. Yes. When, and when Connor or Cook. The, obviously, the, hey, I mean, Connor the, the Cook, other two. Connor Cook got sold out, hung out to dry when he played the Houston Texans in that damn uh, playoff game. As a third-string quarterback, he had to go in because nobody, nobody was there. He was, he was a kid. He was raw. You remember that? And then, boom, man! Like that, that, that roughed up his confidence. He wasn't. He was he, at the first quarter. He was okay, and then things just went like the train off the tracks. Man, it was bad. I like. I'm actually cheering for Connor Cook. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I got no problem with it. I have a hard time. Uh, I have a Cheering hard time. for Sparty? I yeah. know. I know you do. You know, I'm not going to lie to he you. He was put in a real bad position, man, and he took it like a man. He got, he's, he got his ass beat that day. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I uh, thought Connor Cook, well, he still could be decent. He could be. He, we, we don't know. His, he's had a short sample size. Like he said he got, he got put in a tough spot playing that playoff Yes, game he did. Used. I know. Like, it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and what about the, what about Do you remember that game, too? I had Houston in that game so did I. on the money line. But Raiders look good early. Yeah, and I, I swear, dude, there were a couple of times where Connor Cook. He got confident. He threw the ball, and I don't know who it was. One jackass on the Raiders dropped the touchdown, essentially. I think it was Crabtree. I was like, dear God, man. Was like, it him? It was, that wasn't Cook. You're right. His receivers that was to drive, yeah, too. Yeah, they really did. And it, finally, he melted down in the fourth quarter right. eventually because no one the was catching passes. and yep. yeah, He was running for his life. Connor Cook might not suck. Listen, the intro, I thought I like Connor Cook coming out of uh, Michigan State. I sort of saw him as Kirk Cousins yeah. type. He's, you know what I mean? He was. I thought he was Kirk Cousins 2.0, essentially. And I've told the story before. People know it is uh, the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys were going to take Connor Cook in the fourth round of the draft. Yep. They were ready to take him. They were in like the yep. room. They were like, "We're taking Connor Cook." And the Raiders, the pick before, took Connor exactly. Cook. Jerry Jones got all pissed off, and the Raiders were like, "Son of a bitch." And he basically, like, stormed out of the room type of deal. Like, ah, yeah. Like, you know, imagine you get upset even when you're doing fantasy football when someone takes the yeah, player before this you is A little bit more. Yeah, so Jones <laughs> was all pissed off. For sure. He was raging. And, and basically it was like Jerry Jones's kid and one of the scouts. And the kid just looked over, Jerry Jones Jr., Steve back, Jones. Back Prescott. Said, uh, <laughs> Prescott. Prescott. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Jones, it wasn't on Jones. He was all hellbent on Connor Cook. They took Dak Prescott by accident. It was one scout and Jones's kid 
that said, ah, yeah, let's go with Prescott instead. We'll go with Prescott. What's with the Raiders and now Penn State quarterbacks? They got McGloin. Remember McGloin played Ooh. for them for a cup of coffee, too. Yeah, Rudy. <laughs> Rudy. Yeah, I call Rudy. Him, I call him Rudy. And McGloin. <laughs> McGloin. Football in McGloin. I got to tell you, that's the only good thing Bill O'Brien's ever done is getting McGloin into the NFL. You know, Bill O'Brien took over after the scandal there in Penn State, and that's how McGloin became the quarterback, Ken. Yep. He was on the team, right, when the, when the whole scandal broke and everything, and everybody split. Like, anyone that was good yeah. on Penn See State ya. was yeah, like, they I'm, were, not, they were, they were gone. I'm not staying here, yeah. but McGloin wasn't good. Yeah. McGloin was like Rudy. He was like the, put, put me in, coach. He was like the four-string quarterback <laughs> that was just happy to be there. Everyone left. He's like, oh, I don't know, I'll stay. And then yeah. O'Brien showed up. McGloin became the quarterback. I like McGloin. Oh, he was so bad. <laughs> he, he, like, he took a lot of That's hits. why I called him Rudy. He he's just like a so little, yeah, he's a little he's dude. A he's out there. Got but I got to tell you, Cam, I used to hate him. <laughs> Hate's a strong word. But I used to, like, dislike him because he cost me money. Yeah. And it was just a few times. It's like, man, this kid McGloin. I'm like, man, he reminds me of Rudy. He's like, the only reason he's here is because school-based. <laughs> everyone got kicked out. Everyone <laughs> left the team. And then, lo and behold, man, McGloin. Dude's a multi-millionaire. He's been in the league for like Good. five five years now. Sounds like a pretty Six smart years. guy, Gabe. And I got to tell you, I don't mind having him in the preseason. I like McGloin. I'm not going to say. I, I'm not going to say I like him. I have no it's issues strong, with him. That's a strong word. Nah, you you don't hate him. I kind of like the kid. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I like a guy who takes a beating and kick, <laughs> keeps on ticking. He's like a battery, McGloin. If you want a chance to win two <laughs> tickets to a 2018 World Series game, go to DailyRoto.com. DKMS. Take a crack at playing free. Daily Fantasy Baseball. You can uh, play it every day. It's totally free, and the contest is sponsored by DKMS. Or looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. Every three minutes, an American is diagnosed with blood cancer. Only 30% of all blood uh, donor patients are able to find compatible bone marrow donors in their family. Go to dailyrodo.com slash DKMS. Find out how you can eradicate blood cancer. Play free Daily Fantasy Baseball with a shot at winning two tickets to a 2018 World Series game. If the Dodgers keep on sucking, yeah, like yeah, nice, do. nice loss last night to Colorado too. Guess who's on the hill tonight? My mate, my namesake, the Stew Dog, Stewart. They're laying, I think they're laying fifty cents. Uh, there's a, uh, there's a poll question. Uh, Florio put a poll. Oh, question what's up. the floor question? What is it? Did people think I could fill in for Anderson Cooper on CNN? Forty-two <laughs> percent say yes. Yeah, Thirty-three say no. Twenty-five percent let's roll. That's amazing. I'm not really sure what the let's roll part means. Let's roll. <laughs> That's pretty good. 42%. Strong. I like the numbers. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. Cam will hang around for another segment before he goes no, and I'm not, sell no. some pizza. In- incorrect. Oakley's taking a couple days off. I'm with you, friend. All the way to seven. If you want me to stay. <laughs> Yeah, we were kind of planning on you leaving at six, to be honest, but I guess so. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. 
Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What is it this week, Cam? A pro-am? Golf? Oh, no, no, no. No, no. Uh, they go to Colonial this week, Gabe. Very, very old traditional course, Fort Worth. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting stop, and I'll tell you something about Colonial. It's only seventy two hundred yards, so a lot of uh, you want this week when we're looking at the fantasy golf, and we'll have a couple lineups uh, for tomorrow. Guys who can hit uh, fairways and greens. So this is the very B, the BMW PGA Championship. No, no, that's uh, in Europe. This one's uh, Fort, Fort, Fort Worth. Oh, Fort Worth yeah. invitation. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's, it's at Colonial, historic Colonial in Fort Worth, Texas. Very, very tight course, tree line, old school. Guys like Ryan Moore, you, you know you want you want guys here that can actually keep her keep her in play. The long ball hitters, they have an advantage because they can rip it apart, but they got to hit fairways and greens there because uh, you can get into a little bit of trouble at Colonial. All right, hold on, BMW PGA Championship. What's that? That's like a major in Europe. In Europe, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, so yeah. that's one of the major yeah. Europe ones. All that's right, why yeah, we're gonna yeah, like right, this yeah. field. I got to be honest with you, this field at Fort Worth, we're gonna see uh, a lot of the good players from Europe uh, stay in Europe for that tournament. So it's an interesting week. I wanna, I'll say this. Our golf picks, man, we had a lot of guys in the top ten. I'm really looking forward to uh, this week at uh, Fort Worth. I think we can get it done. You know who I like uh, this week, actually. Well, yeah, actually, you mentioned the winner last week with Wise. Jeff, Jeff Maggart, 28-1 to 1 in the uh, KitchenAid Senior oh, yeah. Championship. <laughs> actually, you know who's So, you know what? Actually, it's it's actually, major week. No, you don't understand. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to put you, uh, you're going to have to work hard tomorrow, Cam. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we expect picks for all these. Oh, I'm going to go. So you want a three-pack for we the second? Tell me how we, many we you don't, need. We don't need draft. There's not DraftKings picks for all this. No, just for the PGA there is. Let's see. What do they have? The, uh, of course they do. Well, I know they have the PGA, but what about they the They might have the, the BMW. I'll, yeah, I'll, make yeah. a, I'll make a lineup. If there's a lineup, you're damn right I will. That's no problem. I, too bad I can't yes, put sir. The, there is? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you need, We yeah. got the DFS hour cover. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to be your golf guy tomorrow, Brad. See, we're going to rip it up. You're supposed to be the golf guy everyone. No, I don't know. After you picked <laughs> after you picked Aaron Wise, I'm gonna call you a golf guy. You just they threw it. Did you see that kid? I didn't too? say he was that, gonna win. That though. kid I just put him in my DFS line. I'm just it was pretty good. Whatever. He was seventy one hundred bucks. He finished second in a couple weeks. Let me tell you something about Aaron Wise. He's an Oregon duck, and I'll tell you. This kid, you'd cart him for cigarettes. Like I was watching the the final. The the golf was delayed. They had a lot of problems. Man, I'm he looked like he's sixteen years old out there, but man, he got it done. Pressure. Right, so we'll we'll get picks for oh, you. Yeah. Cam, we, we'll have DFS lineups. I'll put together a lineup. We'll do PGA P- and Fort Worth. Yeah. So we've got the uh, BMW, the Euro PGA Championship. I'll give you a senior pick too. Fort Worth International. Yeah. And the KitchenAid Senior. Oh, you got to take if Steve Stricker's there. You got to take him, but he's probably only going to be about six to one. He's on the senior tour now. He's ripping it up every week. He's not here. He's not there. Probably playing with the big boys because he can know it win at Fort Worth. That's how good Steve Stricker is. He's saying, screw the seniors major. I'm going for a PGA check. That guy is amazing. Yeah, Stricker's in the Fort Worth field. Of course he is. 66 to 1. Ooh, watch out for this guy. I think Bryson DeChambeau is going to be a pretty popular pick this week. I like him. Yeah. And the one guy, Spieth. Spieth, everyone loves Spieth. Spieth actually didn't play... Jordan Spieth golf last week. So. The, uh, the favorite in the senior PGA championship. Bernard Longer. The most interesting man in the world. Oh, Miguel Anel Jimenez? Yeah. What is he, 5-1? Plus 850. 850? Keep on going. I'll name you a couple guys. Jerry Kelly, 9-1. to one. Very good. Scott McCarron, 11-1. to one. Yeah, I, I prefer Jerry Kelly at 9. Joe Durant. Joe Durant's always loved. Yeah. I don't know Joe Durant. He loved big Joe Durant. <laughs> oh, here's our boy. <laughs> 
White Hooker. Oh, what, VJ? 14 to 1. Mr. Singh, is there anything we could do to make you feel more comfortable at the Canadian Open? White Hookers. VJ Singh, 14 to 1. <laughs> David Toms. Oh, David Toms is there too? 18 to oh, 1. Oh, man, a lot, of, a lot of PGA guys are in their 50s now. Kevin Sutherland, 20 to 1. Yeah, he's, uh, Sutherland's made some money on the tour. Gene Sowers, 22 to 1. Yeah, the Sour Man. Lemons. Oh, and here's my boy. Who's your boy? Kenny Perry. I love Kenny Perry, too. What's Kenny Perry, about 30? Kenny Perry's one of my all-time favorite golfers, guys. Give me the boss of the Moss, Lauren Roberts, love, at 100 to 1. I just love that Kenny Perry spoke. Kenny Perry, actually, was one of the rare golf tournaments I've won in my life. I don't know how I did it, why I did it, but I took Kenny Perry to win, like, the Houston Shell Open once, and he did. Oh, yeah, Shell Houston Open. Yeah. Kenny Perry was, no, you don't, uh, you He's know, he was one Texas. of the, yeah, I know, and he was and, one of the yeah. hottest golfers in the world. People yeah. don't understand. And Kenny I love the fact awesome. that he had old El Paso Tabasco sauce as yeah. his sponsor. <laughs> I know. It was like John Daly, too, with, like, Hooters and 84 Lumber. I yeah, like, like those Ken- guys with bad sponsors. Like Kenny Perry's the type of guy that you see at the strip club there, getting a lap dance. You know, and you're like, you know, this guy looks like an insurance salesman or something. He's had a few too many drinks. He's getting a lap dance. Like Kenny Perry. I love Kenny Perry. Yeah, but you're right. Kenny Perry just sort of got hot for a year or two, but... He must be playing pretty well, Cam. He's one of the top favorites here at 25-1. Uh, Kenny Perry on the senior tour is definitely top five and ten material every week. We've got, Dave, uh, he's, a, he's an ATM machine, man. The guy's wicked. We've got uh, Turkey Tits Montgomery. Know what? What's his odds at? I like that. Know what? Is, what what's it? What's the tournament called? This is uh, it's the KitchenAid. Oh, I love the KitchenAid. Yeah. The kitchen. Give me Monty. What's Monty at? It should be. The, it'll be better than the KitchenAid since the senior. <laughs> the hearing aid. Yeah, that. The Whisper 2000 Open? Yeah. <laughs> wow. The, yeah, the, I love the commercial. The chick, the guy's hiding behind the plant. He's so hot. What uh, <laughs> What was the name of that uh, escalator thing that we, we talked about before? For the oh, house? Acorn Stairlift. Yeah, the Acorn, the Acorn Stairlift like Senior Hazer. PGA Championship. <laughs> That'd be the best. Acorn Stairlift, brother. Where are they playing this thing? Uh, at the KitchenAid? I don't know. Where the hell's the KitchenAid? Turn do I think? What do you think? I'm Kreskin? I, I don't have all the answers, Gabe. You're golfing. Yeah, yeah. I'm following the senior KitchenAid Open. I got to worry about two regular tournaments. KitchenAid PJ Championship. <laughs> I'm looking at the. I'm looking right now. Yeah. Location. Potomac Falls. Oh, P- P- Potomac. Potomac Falls. Yeah, yeah nice. Potomac the Housewives of Potomac. Rich money yeah, Potomac. up there. Yeah, 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 that's a kitchen aid. They're gonna. They're Potomac. Potomac. Yeah, this is where the CIA uh, agents they meet and stuff. Like you know, Potomac's like, got best time meetings at those benches. you damn by right. The water. Yeah, meet you in Potomac. Money. A lot of money there. Hey, Gabe, I'm, I can't find the the PGA one. I, I mean, sorry, the European one. But I got Spieth, Rom, Rose. Yeah, there's a lot of. Wow, this is. Uh, very, very interesting. So, yeah, we'll have a couple. We'll have a couple teams going for this golf tournament. Uh, I'll get it together. I'll get it together. No, wait, my bad. It was it. Uh, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah, you're. T- I'm telling because I'm looking. No, no, going, no, it's not there. No, no. You know what? It was there last year. It was there last year, and I was going to say I know Potomac uh, because uh, this is Donald Trump's course, Trump National Golf Club. In Potomac. Yeah, and Trump lied to everybody, and he said that the battle and uh, the water was red behind his golf course and stuff. He basically has like a statue, like a Civil War type of thing yeah. that like commemorates a battle and says the Battle of Potomac. It says, yeah, at this spot, yeah. this happened here, except it's not true. It happened like eight <laughs> miles away. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Like even his golf course is like everything. Yeah. It's, it's not true. 
All right, so this year it's at uh, the golf club at Harbor Shores. Harbor Shores. Sounds nice. Sounds very, very nice. I swear nice. to God, I'm not just going to say this. I'm, I'll be honest with this. I'm often wrong, and I always admit when I'm wrong. Um, Harbor Shores, where does it sound like? Sounds like Michigan, doesn't it? It's in Michigan. It is in Michigan. I was going to say, I think it's in Michigan. There's a lot of people. This might be the golf course that I got kicked off at at that wedding. Actually. Oh, where you mooned everybody? Yeah. Yeah, great wedding. Then you missed the you missed the NASCAR race, too. Yeah, I did. Crazy yeah. weekend. I did miss the NASCAR race. <laughs> I, I listened to the stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, listen to the BMW Championship. They got McElroy 8-1, to one, Paul Casey 14-1, to one, Tommy Fleetwood 14-1, to one, Norton 14. Oh, my God, the big guns, Brendan Grace. Yeah, that's a good tournament. That's a lot, no, of, a lot of good yeah, golf this yeah, week. Yeah. No, but John yeah, Rom, this is a great week. It's weird, John Rom, but John Rom and the other guys are staying in uh, the United States for the Fort Worth Invitational. I'll show you. Let's go through that field right now. So, look and just okay. So we have Spieth at nine to one. This is for Fort Worth. John Rom fourteen to one. Justin Rose eighteen to one. Webb Simpson eighteen to one. Ricky Fowler eighteen to one. Kucher twenty eight to one. See, this is the thing. I love Patrick Cantlay. I think he's a wicked golfer and he's going to win soon. But how the hell is he 28 to 1? He should be still like 40. Like, it's one of those things that, yes, he's very, very close, but you're not getting line value for him. Like, Kuchar's 28 to 1 and he's 28 to 1, and Kepka's 28 to 1. Like, no offense, Patrick Cantley, but he should be a, like around uh, Kisner at 40, Shifley at 40. I'd put you in that type of range with Grio at 45. You yeah, know what I'm saying, Gabe? Really is. Uh... Like, he's, 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 he's one of those guys, he gets inflated numbers because. He's a U.S. amateur champ. He's good. He's finished in the top 10 a lot. But even at the players, he faded down the stretch on Sunday. He didn't do it. Like, he's a very good golfer, but not at 28 to 1. I wonder how expensive he's in on DraftKings. He might be a little bit of a value there, but uh, we'll have the teams together. We'll, we'll get it done. Yeah, Rory McIlroy is 8 to 1 to win the, the BMW. BMW. Yeah, I'm not going there. That's too low. Rory McIlroy? Like, I'm, trying, no, I'm going to tell you something about betting on Rory McIlroy. You'll break your heart, man. He's won once this year. Paul Casey's 14. Fleetwood's 14. I like Fleetwood at 14 over those two guys. I'd take Fleetwood. So what? Interesting. Yeah, it is yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. No, I like Norrin, man. Where's Brendan Grace from? South Africa. South Africa. Brendan Grace finished wicked last week, Gabe. At the tournament uh, last week, he came basically on Sunday. I think. So he, oh, oh, yeah, he shot his, that's right. He shot a 62, one of his career low, and he got into the top five after that. Like, Brendan Grace finished really strong on the weekend. So where are they playing this one? At the BMW? This one is uh, Wentworth. Oh, yeah. Oh, at Wentworth in England? Beautiful track. Beautiful. A lot of gr- big names there, man. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, at that price, I'm going to go definitely go there. I'm going to go with Fleetwood at 14. It's good for I, I wish I could get Grace at 20 because I really like the way he's playing right now. Your boy Poulter at 28, playing very this good is, golf. This is good for the degenerates because it'll start um, It'll start at... Uh, 2 a.m. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. When I turn on Golf that's, Channel, that's, channel in the morning at 7 a.m., I love it. The golf's on. That's I watch the it all day. off cutoff, 2 a.m. Thursday uh, Thursday morning. Perfect. Well, late Wednesday night. Yeah. Picks got to be in. For DraftKings. If you don't want to screw around, we'll get our picks in by tomorrow, which we will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have a full uh, slate of uh, golf uh, picks uh, for you tomorrow. Really good names there, too. You got Ty Hatton, Fitzpatrick, Sullivan, Paul Dunn, yeah, Cabrera Bayo. I don't know, man. I think uh, Ty Hatton could be worth a look here. But I, I like Ty Fleetwood's Hatton. Fleetwood's been knocking on the door all year, Cam. He's due for a big win. You're so this right. is a thinned out field. You're so right. Not all the Americans are there. I'm going to avoid Rory McIlroy. I think Casey. Tom, Tommy Fleetwood, it'll be one of these deals if we're not on Fleetwood, it'll be like, son of a bitch. 
I don't even bet golf as much as you do. And even I've had Fleetwood a couple of times. And even I'll be mad if I don't have him now when he wins. No, I'm with you. Tommy Fleetwood's worth bet, a look. I, I'm gonna, if I could take two guys, I'm not taking McElroy at eight. I'm going to Paul Casey I really like, but I'm not taking him at 14. The two guys at 14 I like, I like Fleetwood and Norin. Those are the two guys. And then I'm going to look for another guy. You know what? You might be on to something with Hatton at 30. And another guy, Kiradash Afa Barnrat at 45 has uh, caught my eye too. That's a, a very good price for a guy that plays really, really good golf. He put two in the water at the Players' Championship. He went from a T5 to outside there. I think he took like a nine on the par three. He pulled the Sergio, Gabe. So uh, really cost him a lot of money there. But uh, he's playing very, very solid golf in good form. So I'm going to go with him too, 45 to 1. Half a barn rat. Interesting dynamic here, Cam, uh, for this tournament. Uh, players uh, will be trying to impress European Ryder Cup captain Thomas Bjorn. Yeah, Thomas Bjorn, the Dane, the Great Dane, ahead of the vice, uh, bi- uh, biennial Mac play event. So that's that's this September again, huh? Yeah, I like Thomas Bjorn. He's uh, the guy's rock steady, rock solid. He still plays with the young guys. Great, great captain for Europe. It's going to be a good, uh, good time, good tournament, man. There's some really good guys here. This is this is a very, very dangerous field. What are we going to do with this basketball game? He won here in 2014. Thomas Bjorn? Rory uh, McIlroy. Yeah, Rory McIlroy plays so well here. this is Rory McIlroy. 2008 miscut, 2010, 48. 2012 miscut, 2014, 1. 2009, 5th. 2011, T24. 2013 miscut, 2015 miscut. MC. MC. Hammer. Uh, not the type of uh, not type of uh, record that I'm looking to uh, take somebody at plus 850. Listen, Rory McIlroy, when it comes to ball striking, for a guy his size, him and Justin Thomas, pound per pound, are the biggest hitters on tour. The problem becomes this, Gabe. Rory McIlroy will be sitting over an eight-foot putt, and he'll miss. He'll consistently miss. His putter's horrible. He had one good putting week, and he blew away the field. It's, it's happened once this year. And you can't bet a guy at eight to one. Like, you bet NASCAR, right? You're getting, getting little numbers. Like, I can't take a guy... Basically, he's done well in one race the whole bad time and take him at that price. It's ridiculous. He's 8-1 to one when we can get Fleetwood, who's in better form at how 14. About, uh, Norin. I'm all over Fleetwood. but I uh, love Fleetwood. How about uh, Cabrera Bello? Yeah, he, I looked at him. But I can't on this tournament, I can't bet like more than like three or four guys. So it would be probably Cabrera Bello at 40 and Afa Barnrat at 45. Afa Barnrat, eh? he's worth a look. No, he's, on, yeah. he's already on my list. I've already, <laughs> I've already put it down, Gabe. Half a barn rat, 45. But I really like your Cabrera Bale pick. He's rock solid. He's going to be in the six-pack, too. Lee Westwood? No. Worth a long, long shot. Where is he? 100 to 1? Uh, 80. He's 80? 75 to 1. Yeah. So, nah, I think I'm going to pass. If I'm going to look at a real, real dark horse, I'm going to go with um, Bjork at 60. It's not enough. Uh, he's actually playing well. This young Swede, he's pretty good. Eddie Pepperell, hot and cold, 90-1. to 1. Uh, Yeah, those are the two guys to look at. And every time I bet Torbjorn Olison at 110, he disappoints me. But that guy's an all-or-nothing player. He'll either be on page one of the leaderboard or miscut. But uh, the four guys I got, Norin, Fleetwood, Afa Barnrat, and Cabrera Bayo, you talked me into as well. Sold. Four-pack. I can't do six beers because... I gotta buy European brew, and then I gotta buy American yeah, brew, exactly. and then yeah, and then I gotta buy se- and then I gotta buy senior brew. I gotta buy like a nice tea. Pretty drunk. That's the thing. Like, what you am I doing? Six here, six there, six yeah. there. A lot of six. It's not. I'm drinking Zima. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what am I having? A hundred Zimas? No. Like, I, you're right. I gotta I cut down. Beer isn't really drinking, but I can't take too many. 
Matt Kuchar ever going to win a damn tournament? Uh, he is, but uh, it's just he's hard. He, he's more of a guy I automatically play top ten instead of winning. That's what you got to do with Kuchar. You just you could put yeah you got to put money on him to win, but he's more. He just that's what he does. He makes money. Top five, top ten, great DraftKings fan duel play. This guy he'll always show up in the lineup. He's never at the top tier. He'll play to his value, but uh, winning a tournament that's a whole different story. He's just one of those guys, Gabe. He loves cash, you know. Like, just you know, like it's it's kind of like when I met him at the Canadian Open, and I remember I go, "Hey, Mister Kuchu," and I startled him, and he had like a money clip the size of like a Big Mac container, like a big cardboard container. And it was just money. The guy's got so much money that he's stashing thousands in his golf bag, and he kind of I kind of creeped up on him. I didn't mean to scare him, <laughs> but I was at the Canadian Open you when it was he, at St. Charles. He thought I was trying to rob yeah, him. Yeah, I was gonna say because yeah, I was a bigger guy. I was even like a little bit bigger back then. I had a bigger paunch, and I remember I saw John Daly. I was like, "Hey, John," because we did the interview with him at Niagara Falls before. Yeah, Kuchar got scared when I snuck up on him. Lots of money. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna talk some DFS yeah. on the other side and tell you about how. Uh, you can get all the content, optimizers, and everything else. Live chats from DailyRoto.com. Enter the promo code one dollar, and uh, you're going to need these optimizers to yep. a stand a puncher's chance. You're going to need our kickass lineup as well. <laughs> 